Пошли. Все вместе. Какие ваши доказательства? Кокаином. Everybody's here, Hello. plus we have a special guest today. Okay, let me introduce y'all to my boy, foreign man in a foreign land. That foreign land is the Bahamas. We are from the same island. This is my personal friend. What's your um, there you go. Yeah, so okay. A very Bahamian night. I just want y'all to know. This is going to be a very Bahamian night. <laughs> I'm going to try to keep the accent as gentrified as possible so that y'all can understand me at least. But that's the most that I will concede. By the way, I need I need one of them one of them like up yours intros. I was jamming the whole time. Like that <laughs> hot. Like I oh, see? oh, now you appreciate intros. You was trying to gut my own. <laughs> what? It's been like literally two minutes, and you already trying to air all my laundry out. Lord, I've been telling. She, listen, one thing about your favorite Alimi over here is she will die over that little flippy O that she have. In the instruction, <laughs> the big O for the Illuminati. Oh my God, she will die on that hill. Listen, that I will. Anything else? Any, any, and all feedback for and give me, I take every single thing. I take notes. The minute he said something about my O, I was like, now looking here, look at you have to stand for something. You have to have principles. Don't play with me. Don't bother with my O. I can tell you right now, it ain't happening. <laughs> oh, so, yeah. And this was, and that was a long anyway. intro. And you won't was, get jamming. Yeah, that was a long intro, but I ain't gonna lie. Like, that shit go hard. Like, I mean, they cut in all the... I mean, I was jamming. It's also a long podcast. Like, I feel like the, the longer the video, it's okay to have a long intro. So mm -hmm. if you have, like, a two-hour, three-hour podcast, a minute intro is fine. Yeah, No big deal. Oh, Lord. We can have some hot takes on here. I could already feel it. Big up yourselves. <laughs> I appreciate y'all having me on. I I hope that y'all won't regret it. <laughs> I could, like, I had fun with Lance yesterday. That was, like, the warm-up. That was the foreplay for what is the leftist <laughs> mafia. So, you know, here we are for, you know, like another time, you're getting back to back to back. I feel like, what, what, what it is? Um, Terminator? Is it Terminator? Not a Terminator. What it is? Alimi. Shit, what the movie is, yeah. First of all, somebody, somebody said in the comments, I'm so fried and I like zoned out into another world thinking about it. <laughs> Which I think confirms it because you said my name just now and I was like, right, 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 show. <laughs> 
No, all I heard was terminated, but I don't know what y'all was talking about. Oh my god, where <laughs> y'all done messed up? Y'all got both of us on the same podcast at the same time. Lord of His mercy, bless you. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm just, I'm just I don't want to I'm, talk too much today because I, <laughs> I took today off, so I have like no idea what's going on right now. There's like a I'm lot of just, news around Tennessee. I will get to it, but mm-hmm. I'm I'm really confused about all the news today. Yeah, there's a lot happening. We'll we'll get to it all though. I, I did not take today off, regrettably. And so I have the deets. I know that Blair was talking about it beforehand too, but yeah, there's a lot of really fucked up dystopian stories. So yeah. <sighs> I'm I'm just oh. distracted by by the description of of going on Lance's show as as foreplay. I'm really <laughs> <laughs> you had to bring that back. <laughs> I thought I was going to let that slide. I'm happy you did. Well, no, because I wanted to mention what you said at the end of our conversation, which boy, it was fucking it was awesome. By the way, I had so much fun. Uh, you were like, we just spoke for I think like an hour and a half, and like. There was there was no cancel culture. There was no like I, I overstepped my bounds. You overstepped your bounds. We talked about difficult topics. We we I'm I'm sure we're all over the place. But it was just a wonderful conversation. You know, we were just trying to like that. I I totally agree with your take that like people who think that like well you can't can't say anything on live internet anymore. You'll be canceled instantly by you know the the people. It's like it's, it's ridiculous. You know if you're if you're if you're in good faith having a great conversation about something even if you're not like you know maybe directly in that group or something the other people know right. You know, like there's 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 no malice. Yeah, like it's, awesome. it's it's exaggeration, but I think what it mostly is more times than not the people that are claiming that you can't talk and that they're being censored are the people that really feverishly are like brick hard, diamond hard, like literally could cut through cheese how hard they are because they want to say the n-word. They want to say the n-word, they want to say the trans mm-hmm. women aren't women, they want to say all the things out quiet like that normally say quiet, they want to say that out loud, like with their whole diaphragm. And the problem is that in civil society, the Lockean, you know, social contract that we have today, like you can't say, you can't, you can't shoot, you can't say fire in a in a crowded theater. You know, you have to, even if you're saying them things, like you have them things inside your head, you could disabuse yourself of that. But at the end of the day, you ain't gonna, you're not gonna invalidate someone's experience. Which, if you follow, you know, the service, if you follow any of y'all, y'all been retweeting just basically rage bait for me. Every time when I open up Twitter, I just look at, I just look and the surfs is the first thing I see. And it's just <laughs> Oh Lance is always it's, deep it's, into it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Me, me going hard on, on on in the meme wars. I I I feel that's my that's my my best contribution though. Like I and the, even even my enemies acknowledge that. Like the nicest compliment I've ever had is like, Lance, I don't like your politics, but I follow you for the woke lulls. That's kind of wholesome, you know. Like, okay. (laughs) For anyone that doesn't know your YouTube channel, um, do you want to talk about what you do there and and all that? Yeah, Yeah, I'd be forgetting. I ain't gonna lie. Um, yeah, no, foreign man on the foreign land. My big envy them woman living man them. I basically use my political science masters to uh, disabuse people of their bigotry, as I am disabusing myself of mine. Um, I think that that's one of the things that people enjoy about the foreign land, which is that I don't perform perfect leftism um, by any means, not because like I think I'm above it, but because I, I'm a terrible actor at that. Um, I have jumped in front of all of the different phobias and isms that I have been authors of, whether it be homophobia, 
um shoots i wasn't even on transphobia in the bahamas like we ain't even on the transphobia yet we still dealing with sexism so like you know <laughs> there's steps there's levels you know you can't you, there's steps to bigotry you know so i mean like we ain't even there yet um but we're getting there uh but that you know things about growing up as a caribbean conservative and then um not like hard c but like lowercase c socio-conservatism in the bahamas we enjoy our welfare system so not fiscally conservative but like the bahamas is very conservative Incredibly yeah. conservative. Incredibly conservative. Like, <laughs> do not do not be mistaken. Very conservative. Like, and and like highly mm. xenophobic and very Puritan about what is a Bahamian, who is a Bahamian, mm. who counts as a Bahamian. Like, I did not count. Puerto is in the Bahamas. I count now because my people love me. I claimed it right in the public space. But growing up, no, so you are African. They African name. Why your parents name you that? <laughs> like, I don't know. Uh, Ola, the way you're describing it, arguing over who is a real Bohemian, that's, that sounds a lot like leftists. <laughs> Who's the real leftist? You're not a real leftist. Trust me. Trust me. They give it a while. They give it a while. And Bohemians are very like, you know, it's not like, it's not a like, the conservatives in America, the right, are very corny. Like, their jokes are not good. Their attacks don't make no sense. You know what I mean? They're, no, Bahamians are very funny and very disrespectful. And so it's you You can't beat them. You can't beat them. <laughs> and the overwhelming majority, you can't even try. It's so hard. I, I tell Ford, I'm like, you know, it's much, much harder to be an advocate like this at home. Like, at home. Because the answer is, you don't get tired of talking shit. Oh, okay. <laughs> like, you give a whole dissertation, famous to be like, what the fuck you think reading that? Oh, <laughs> like, they just, none of that. You thought you were smart, girl? Shut up. <laughs> like, and, I mean, like, and we can't even do credit to it. And it's, it's like, it's a Caribbean thing in the sense that it is across the entirety of the region to varying degrees. But let me not, like, be mistaken. It was endowed to us. We were we we inherited our bigotry. You know, we are not authors of it. We make it good. We are adept at our bigotry. Like mind you, our bigotry is hit. American bigotry has fallen off. Y'all ain't getting too creative when it comes. North American bigotry taken like a, the peak of North American bigotry was probably like 2016, like Trump factory, Rush Limbaugh. We talked about it yesterday. Like them fellas was in their bag with their bigotry. Like I talk and they knew what they were saying. They were on point with the messaging. The left needs to do better with the messaging. However, mm -hmm. in the Bahamas, we make bigotry funny. That shit hits. Like I talking about it stings. And like, yeah, you know, and like, and the point is. Does, does that so make it more dangerous? Yes, because is a national treasure. Yes, Ooh, yes, because we have like, oh my God, I wish y'all could see Rodney Monka. Like the true, he, in a different lifetime, he should be like the greatest comedian of all time. But unfortunately, he's someone stirring the minds of the people. <laughs> but Rodney Monka, he'll get up and say stuff like, like, <laughs> I'm sorry. You know, I can't, no, you know what? I, 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 I just thought about it, and I was, I heard myself try to repeat Rodney, and I'm getting canceled. But no, you can't say it though. All it takes is for one person to clip that, and they can say, "Alimi said that." Right. That. <laughs> like boom, right. I it. But he's so funny. Like, there's this. Um. Okay, let me give an example. <laughs> So there's a newspaper in the Bahamas called The Tribune, and it's run by a bunch of white people. 
And then, so anyway, there was a hurricane, and they both published two two newspapers published uh, 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 article, and it said unlovable. One said unlovable, and one spell it wrong. And like he, he said, he said over here it says unlivable. Over here it says, oh my god, I am so embarrassed. The white people them un. Live Apple. Oh my god, I am so saddened. I am so saddened. How you get this wrong? Oh my god, he's just the white people from England. Oh <laughs> like, like, like he's just a like silly we man. deep like we deep throat the boot of like white supremacy. Like the thing is, I fled Iowa. I did my um my political science whole tertiary education in Iowa. I know, I know. Don't don't say it. And like the whole fact of the matter is like, I tried to leave, I had to flee the country. Not because like I had warrants or anything like that as the right would want you to believe, but because I was just drowning in a sea of white. Like I was like blinded by the white. I had to bust one of these. Like, you know, like when you go outside first thing in the morning and it's just that white, it's bright outside. And like, I have to do one of them. Like that, that was me. And I was just like, I can't take this shit no more. There ain't no seasoning on the food. Everybody, like, I, I get followed at Best Buy. <laughs> Fuck it. No, I'm gone. I'm out of here. So, like, I go back home. I eat some conch salad, drink a collect. And then the person next to me looks just like me. i like, hi, go, brother. It's nice to see you. And he's just like, you know, them gay people over in the States, man, they could burn in hell. I'm just like, bro, I just got here. No, wait. I just dog. Dog. Oh my God. And I'm like, the Bahamas were literally, like, you don't understand how bad it is. Like, you don't understand when it's the majority. Like, our newspaper will say it. Like, so, like, and I like, that's crazy, but it'll be like, gay person is killed in the article. The headline will be like, I can't what say words, go in the hell. Like, that'll be what the headline. We... That'll be the headline. Like, and, and that's the problem. Is. Like, it, and, and like it, it looks like you. So the white supremacy, the colonialism, it looks like you. It's familiar. And it has the panoply of being, you know, melanin. So like it's one thing for me to like, like try to fight white supremacy that looks like Donald Trump. I can speak to the choir in the States as far as just like having a leftist community and saying, you know, yeah, like progressive values, whatnot. When I come home and I, you know, see on a regular basis an ex like an exorbitant amount of bigotry. How do you address it? Because it's not like it's, it's white folks doing it. It's, it's the racial dynamic is gone. So it's just it's just internalized misogyny, internalized homophobia, period and values like what Lamy was saying. And I've kind of like changed it around. So I fled the Baham I fled Iowa to get away from the bigotry, just to realize that now I'm getting it and it just looks like me at this point. So, mm. I mean, it's... I'm curious because like in the US, there's there's a lot of things intertwined with the bigotry, white supremacy, certainly, but a lot of it also stems from like evangelicism and like this religious fundamentalism. Is that a component of the Bahamas? Bahamas is constitutionally Christian. And if you let it, oh. and this is how we say it, this is how you have to say it. This is a Christian nation. <laughs> okay, okay. That's how you that's how you have that's how you have to say it. Bahamans are constitutionally Christian, religionary school, everything is every single thing mm. like the whole okay the whole, yeah yeah so, yeah we have a christian council that is the worst thing i oh my god believe, i personally believe the christian council is one of the worst things in the bahamas me personally and i don't know if you remember if you experienced this as a child foreign but 
I remember when we had to lobby to get Harry Potter in the movie theaters. Like, I remember. Which is crazy. Which is crazy now, given like yeah. Roland's politics. It's amazing. Hey, like, we were trying to get her. Turn, <laughs> turns out the Christian council was right. That was a big thing. I remember I had to go to my Grammy for a whole presentation. I was like, Grammy, Grammy, check this out. Check this out. I'm like, you know how all the fairy tales is just the bottle of good and evil. She's like, yeah, same thing, same thing. Right. <laughs> oh, you, you, you want something? You want? You want? But I had to petition her, and that's the only reason. Try, 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 get to change the tides because the Christian Council wasn't having it. The Christian Council is. I remember when they put out, they had everybody thinking the Furbies was um. The Furbies was uh, 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 possessed by. You, you, you remember? I remember that? these stories about Furbies being possessed and like demonic or something. Listen, don't let Bahamians hear anything like that. They already think something in the water <laughs> in the states, okay? They heard that, and I've never got a Furby to this day. I remember that. <laughs> I remember my Grammy, but we're reading that like Bible. The Christian councils, they they holding us back. We we they holding us. To back. be fair, though, I think that they were right about Furbies being demonic. There is something inherently evil about Furbies that I can't explain. They're just very creepy. Probably right. <laughs> I myself am scared of dolls, so I wouldn't want a Furby in my house like this. Um, yeah, but no way. The Christian Council, despicable, a despicable they, bunch. They um came out we have a referendum that was basically this is this encapsulates it perfectly we had a referendum not recently this is like 10 years ago and they essentially were saying if women could pass on uh citizenship to their children it was when because i was in college i remember this it, like mm-hmm. citizenship right now is patrilineal so like the only the, if a if i a bahamian oh, man wow. have a child with an american woman then the child would be bahamian if but a if bahamian I... woman yeah but if I have a child with an American mind, the child ain't gonna be Bahamian. It could be born in the Bahamas. Great sexism, still. Listen, Bahamas don't play. And but you have to understand how deeply embedded the Bahamas is in our bigotry. We ain't like in the states, like how y'all could all this free talk about it. No, 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 no. Okay, we had a referendum to change that, and like I graduated college in 2015, so like 2014, Bahamians, women included. Overwhelmingly voted to keep it. It was it. Bahamians still regularly debating marital rape on a day to day basis. And they, they, oh my god! But you don't it's understand. Dark. When I go back home, my head is spin. I be like, Lord, like the whole time I'm in the states, I'm like, oh, Bahamian, 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 Bahamian. Like, oh my god! What? As soon as you get down, as soon as you get down, I say. Alimi, you you so popular. You got all these platforms. You're doing good. Where the child coming though? When my baby coming? Where where where? <laughs> Lone foolishness. Lone foolishness. So um um, you feel like you just can keep saying all them things in the states? All them, all them, all them, all them gay stuff they used to be talking about. What's your parents thinking of? Mm. Oh, oh, they stopped my daddy in the bank. Oh my god, they no way. My daddy in the bank. But this is what my daddy said out of day. My daddy said, The woman in the bank was like, You need to tell your daughter to be careful saying all that stuff. And this, my daddy was like, Do not worry about my daughter. She's been in the state for a long time. <laughs> she has been there. Trust me. She knows. She knows. This is not the state, is not like the Bahamas. <laughs> like she can say what she wants, they blow up all the time. They always say things. Even my own great aunt just be like, "Oh, still with the the blackity black stuff." <laughs> oh my god! 
literally, I made a video about um combating Caribbean homophobia, even my own. I got death threats and I got disowned by half of my cousin. I was like, "Fuck y'all, y'all ain't do nothing." Oh my anyway. god! I was just like, <laughs> I was just like, like literally, just for me, and that's the reason why, like, I did this shit. Um, because like I was just like, okay, I want to get out ahead of this, and I know that my language, the homophobia, is so built in that as I began to get a platform, I realized I was just like. I'm probably going to slip up and say some very homophobic shit. So like, let me get ahead of this and just address this up front. It was not, it was not like for the solicitude um, of people. It wasn't because I was a good person or altruism. It was because I know I'm a dumbass and I will say some dumb shit. So like, I was just like, okay, you know what? Let me just talk about it because I do want to, I want to rid myself of this. I want to get better. <laughs> I want to, I'm a recovering homophobe. So like, I was just like, okay. I was just like, okay, let me talk about it. And I just said, you know, very, I was never cartoonishly homophobic, but like things like saying you like man is basically like, <laughs> <laughs> it's, we say that like, so casually. You know that candy man went to you on no, and I remember do not address that on this American. You leave, you leave something. Like, you leave I'm, alone. I'm no, saying some things that on. I should not be able to say because literally, it just takes <laughs> one Bahamian inside this chat, and like it's an APB on my house, like legit, <laughs> like. <laughs> No, mm -mm, you leave, you leave that alone. <laughs> Next question. But like for real, like it's like casual things inside of verbiage, inside of loquition. So like it wasn't saying like that it's gay. It's basically saying that, oh, whatever you're doing, I don't like. So I'm equating it to being gay. And I said basically how that language in itself creates an environment that makes it difficult for people who are queer or may not even know that they're queer um, and people may not be out. And even though you're not saying it maliciously, it's still malicious in effect. And when I made that video, I literally got a message from my dad. My dad is literally in the government. And he's just like, um, son, my secretary just brought this to my attention. W what are you doing? I thought you were studying law. <laughs> oh my God. And from then on, like I got cousins and everybody saying, you know, very big in the Christian, like using the, the protection of, of Christianity saying, oh, you know, uh, Sodom and Gomorrah, this Bahamas, it's gone to the dogs. The the Christian values that we founded this great nation on is is going away. It's being the it's in the vaccine. Literally, we have people in the like people talking about the vaccine still, saying that they <laughs> wait. Rodney. Waiting. That's Rodney Costa too. Rodney yeah. Costa too. He Rodney is our Trump kinda. Yeah, he's our. But Rodney's so funny though. Like he ain't so he way funnier than. He ain't Trump funny. Trump. He funny, funny, Rodney, funny. <laughs> hold on, hold on. You, you talk about this one of my favorite Rodney clips. Y'all move on. Y'all, y'all just take the show before Let's we turn talk about into Tennessee, an hour. Yeah, talk about minutes, I'm sorry. <laughs> I should, this yeah. is really interesting though because I had no idea about like the social conservatism, and it's it is hard to like deprogram yourself because you know it. it I grew up in like the church and it was like I was brainwashed from a very young age. So deprogramming yourself like takes so long and like trying to unlearn all like the bad habits. It's it's impossible. Like even today, like for me, like I am trying to unlearn like the weird tendencies that I had, like that was embedded in me, like from a child, like, you know, th these weird stereotypes about gay people being like perverted or overly promiscuous. Like I always try to be like the good gay because I'm like the only one that my family knows. So it's like if I fuck up, then they hate all gay people. That's what's yeah. on the line, you know, You're so it's like 
Yeah, so it's like, but then again, you you know, you try to unlearn that because it's like, no, this is me kind of like internalizing this idea that, oh, they think gay people are inherently evil. Well, I'm just a, a normal person. I shit. I, I'm just like everyone else, you know, so. I, I want to bust some I, nuts. I, I shit. I do other things. Like, that's what it's everyone all about. Moves. Yeah. And, and like, it's like, and that's so equatable to like the black experience too. Because when, like, for instance, unfortunately, Jonathan Majors, um, who, like, literally, like, you could stand in one second, and then, like, a week later, all of this shit comes out, and, and his lawyer is literally out there, <laughs> basically, I know I laid and talk about it before, but, like, every time, like, when I look at it, I was just like, damn, that was the shortest, that 15 minutes of fame was, like, 10, like, I was just like, god damn, because, like, I mean, like, it just don't make no sense, and the whole fact of the matter is that that experience, just by Jonathan Majors being black, and him coming out and doing something like that, then cast an aspersion on just the black community in general. Definitely black men. To be a black man with a beard, it, it, it was not a good time on Twitter. I like I just had to go and say my little part. I say I I I stand with victims and I execrate this type of culture. Because I if I say anything more. They just say, yeah, you see, you, you cishet black man with a beard, you, oh, you wretch of the earth. Like, Fanon was talking about you specifically. And, and that's the thing. Like, it's a, it's a monolith. Like, gay folks, queer folks, um, um, marginalized experiences, they, monolith, they make it a monolith. Because it's, that's yeah. how they erase culture in general. And by they, I mean whiteness. It's, it's, it's a system. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. I find... Um, foreign i find a oh, rodney no. clip y'all have to i no. sent it to the leftist mafia chat so y'all could play just to give you this is rodney rodney was given rodney is a clown he have a media show but they go on and give rod rodney a position in parliament and so the news guy ask him how do you, you how what do you have to say about your critics that say you shouldn't have this position go go play the video play for the oh, people no why don't i said I don't oh it's so sending Oh my God! Why don't tw oh, that's broke on Twitter? There's a chat broad. right right on screen. It's just Streamlabs. You can send it if you have the link through the private chat. Streamlabs. What you say? Sorry, to the, stop you. <laughs> <laughs> the thing we're using right now to stream this. There's a private chat link. If you click there, yeah. and then you could post a link in there. Right. It's, it's, mm -hmm. it's oh, no, it's sent. Thank God. Oh, Woo! no. Oh, God. Oh, you uploaded it. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> David's looking like, God damn. What is this? <laughs> <laughs> I just got to figure out a way to... Uh... It's this TOS. There's no way for me... It's not It's not going full screen. So it's like a little tiny... What? Why it's is not it working? Like that? That's oh my god! like it's opening and closing. Everything. I don't even know what's happening. It's Twitter. <laughs> like it's it's, it's Twitter. It's irrevocably broken. Man. Why? Why is life like this? You can hear the audio. I can do. I mean, you you just can't see the guy. You should. Or barely see him. You got to get the full effect. No way. Yeah, you getting yeah. robbed. It we, we need visual representation. Uh, you know what? Let me. No, I want to tweet it because I have not, to explain to these Americans. Word. You, you will get off screen and, and they'll just be like, Alani, you're platforming bigotry. <laughs> just be normal. Wait, this, oh, no. This video, well, that, I, I have, I have this, video this video. This video is in the favorites in my phone for the day I need to truly respond to some controversy. This is my formal, <laughs> my soul reply for it. I had this from the minute I ever seen it. I was like, favorite it, I was like, this, this man right here, <laughs> he know how to deal with some, he know how to handle things. Oh, my God. 
He's he's crazy. Mike, you have a beautiful beard, by the way. You you too, man, and and David. But I mean, I'm very partial oh, to Mike's beard because I'm trying to get that girth. You know, that's that's yeah, that's me. <laughs> I aspire yeah. to have. I just just leave beard. just leave the sexual innuendo alone. That's just that's just normal, normal, regular, normal over here. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta figure out how to send this to the Wait, yeah, Mike, I can't, can't, you can't, can't hear sorry. you, Mike. Yeah, Mike, you're muted, I think. Mike's Mike. Yeah, you're so good. <laughs> yeah, oh, Mike's no. Mike's <laughs> It's gotta be uh... Nope. No. Oh, you got censored. Cancel culture. The came from Mike's first. Uh, if I send you the video yeah. on WhatsApp, can you figure out how to get it to you? Yeah, I'll, 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 I'll try. Yeah, do that. That's probably the easiest way. Lance, when I found out that you had WhatsApp, I was just like, wait, I thought Lance was American. And then, like, <laughs> God, okay. wait, I, okay, I don't understand that. Is, is WhatsApp like a thing that's like not known for Canadians? It's foreigners. Oh, it's for foreigners. Foreigners use WhatsApp. It's a calling card. Uh, it's yeah. like, uh, interesting. Okay. It's, yeah, it's foreign. It you're, you're foreign coded at that point. Like, if you say something, like, if I see okay. WhatsApp on your phone, I know that, like, yeah. somehow, some way, you're not from America. You're not North American. Well, yeah. WhatsApp is really big in the, especially in, like, uh, uh, South America. It's huge. Oh. WhatsApp. Yeah. Oh, it's, it's massive. A lot of other parts. India yeah. uses WhatsApp more than any other social media, I think, right now. Same thing Maybe with, same thing in the Bahamas. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like Canadians use it, though. Like, I, I, Family yeah. of mine. Yeah, you guys are foreigners. Yeah, you're, you're, you're America lights. You died in America, okay? Like, you're not American, so you're foreigners to me. <laughs> when I saw that truck rally, I was just like, "God damn, they want to be American so bad. Why?" Like, I'm just like, "Oh, <laughs> oh I know." Oh god, I covered that garbage. We could, we could go off on that for an entire two hours. <laughs> All right, I'm sending it to the chat. You should have it now, uh, David. Yeah. I converted it into the send space. It should work. You just got to go. Oh, there we go. They say, yeah. Hey, Mike, is your Mike is your mic fixed? The file has been deleted and cannot Mike. be restored. What? This is literally oh, listen. Y'all are blocking your blessings. Rodney is a is a menace to society. Oh, these now are it's, all now different. It's, <laughs> these are all. Listen, I think this is not this from coming out. Okay. I think the Bohemian Authority is heard, uh, or they're monitoring the stream. They heard you commend his beard, and they were like, no, we're not having this. We're, no, we're cutting this. <laughs> no, no, take that down. <laughs> I can sh I can we're cutting his mic. Not, not we're breaking happening. the videos. <laughs> I've never seen censorship right, like I that. Like, it's crazy. Right, here we go. Like, here you go. Okay, let's, let's see this. Okay, hopefully we got it now. Cause I just I'm, want y'all. I'm so scared. Up. Like this. Is I wish y'all could see our Bahamian politicians. We should. I just do a compilation. We should make a compilation or like, uh, Hubert, <laughs> uh, uh, menace, a menace, just a uh, just menace, and Rodney responding to things. We have, and that's the reason why, like cornbread. To me and Lance were talking about this yesterday. Cornbread. Such to a good the, name. The the <laughs> the melanated uh equivalent of bread tube, um, is so important because like y'all are gonna Shapiro Peterson. Um, Matt Walsh yourselves to death. Crowder. <laughs> I cannot even control anything here. This is an uploaded video. They're not saved. You gotta start it over. Start it over. I can't. I can't. I have no control over this video. It's just like okay. Well then, myself. listen. Hold up. Hold up. Right, here we go. This this is as loud as it can go. I can't do anything about okay. it. Well, let's just be quiet. What do you say to people who question why you were given this position? I think um, they're not saved. <laughs> <laughs> They're not sanctified. 
and they're not full of the Holy Ghost. <laughs> All right. Are you so fucking out serious? Oh my God, it's, it's right down the brass tacks, you know. Listen, Rodney is. You are not saved. They said, they, they said, what do you say to critics who critics who say you should not have been given this appointment? They are not saved. They are not, they are sanctified. not sanctified. And they are not filled <laughs> with the Holy Ghost. <laughs> what do you say Listen. to that? That's the point. Like, what do you say to something like that? And that's what we're trying to say. Like, yeah. it's just. You can't I mean, beat this sounds like a lot of conservatives in in America as well. Just different kind of quick question: Was the movie was, was the movie different. was the movie There Will Be Blood very popular in both of them? Because he looks like he's dressed because, because like he's, he's from that movie. The guy looked like he was about to actually just say, "Hold up on your questions." I just struck oil. <laughs> 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 okay, yeah, y'all take over the show before before we behave. Yes, it up. please. You're sorry. I, that was enough of the interlude. I'm sorry, sorry for your the behavior hour. Is, this is what was gonna happen. Like, just, I mean, you oh. Are you Canadian? Stop apologizing. Can you hear me? Yes, yes. Oh, uh, okay, it worked. <laughs> okay, I got it. Go. Like, I was like, now. David, let me in. Please, David. <laughs> I had to text you. Yeah, yeah. No, that reminded me. Yeah. <laughs> you're all the way down there at the bottom. It's hard to see you. It was like one of those nightmares where you're being like uh, murdered and you're trying to scream, but it's just silence and nobody can hear you. Or when you wake up and you can't move. That's the worst. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's how I felt like, but I'm back and I feel like I'm alive again. I was saying, foreign. Um, thank you for the beard compliments. And I think that it's because we're both poli sci masters that we have an affinity for beards. It's like an appreciation, like it comes with the uh, the scholarliness of us, right? <laughs> oh, okay, I can see clearly now. Yeah, for sure, that's, that's definitely what it is. Now I and now I could see like like the jadedness too coming off too. Yeah, the, the cynicism of being <laughs> yeah. science masters. Matt, you look like a political science masters. Honestly, you look like a doctorate actually. Like you just like, yes, like, <laughs> I've never heard anyone describe Matt Binder that. Yeah, way. neither have I. I went. I went to film school. I got. A, I got a degree. Oh, I really? got a degree in film. That's it. <laughs> I did not know that. That's amazing. I did not know that. Why is my light on? I mean, same I mean. here. But uh, well, more focused on broadcast, video production, news production. But yeah, all of you. Same with me, Matt. Matt, you look more like the doctor's drug dealer. <laughs> That's, That's like, yeah. damn. It, it's no, it's I've heard that from a lot of people, and I gotta say, I do like I do look like I in a wholesome way. In a wholesome I, way, there's, I mean, there's one wholesome drug dealer. You're a wholesome there. drug dealer. I, I look like there's, there's really bad you know. I also look like uh, the drug dealer that probably samples too much of his product. I mean, I've told, I've been told. I've been told I look like someone who uses drugs, and the funny thing is, I'm completely straight. You edge. look no, you look like you look like you look like you could be the brown version. You look like you could be the brown version of an Avril Lavigne music video love interest in the early 2000s. That's what I'll that's take that. That's what he looked like, though. That's what he looked like on. Like you could, you see it. You see it. Right. it. That was a fair call out. Yeah, yep. I'll be, yep. I'll be your skater your boy. Skater boy. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah! Hell yeah! Actually, speaking of skater boys, we got a good skater video. 
their skater adjacent related video. Um, this is so I saw this pop up. Uh, Excellent. I'm not sure how recent this, this is, but this is going around now. So I've seen a few people uh, show this. Let me uh, bring it up Racially here. biggest love interest. Oh my god. The chat is is one of the best parts of this entire thing. Oh god! <laughs> oh yeah! All right, here. Oh, They're ruthless. I love. So, I, love uh, Blazum, I believe. Um, yeah. I believe this is QAnon shaman. Mm. But, uh, oh no! Like, this is. Uh, this is. Oh, uh, bitch. oh this is. Nah. This is nah! No, you're not. <laughs> so, this is actually uh, a uh, a comedian. This is a guy who who's oh, you ruined it for me. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, uh, he's uh, actually him. No, no, no. That, no that's yeah, that's yeah, definitely right? not the QAnon shaman. He actually was just released from jail no, I, this past I never, week. No, no, no. I, I never, I never thought it was the actual one. I thought it was someone dressing up like well, someone like, like yeah, like, like, like the, right. Like no, the it's a it's a comedian from Brooklyn who is doing a a skit. So he didn't actually get hurt. So, I mean, so, I'm sure. I'm sure it hurt. Like, like, wait, just yeah. like pro wrestling. I'm sure. Only funny if he got <laughs> very badly injured. I'm thinking he was an actual like MAGA guy. Yeah, yeah. no, he's not a MAGA yeah, guy, I, unfortunately. No. Oh, I'm gutted. I watched that video like four times in a row, just like crying, like, laughing at it so hard. And now <laughs> no, it's the just guy, all ruined. The, the guy did what he set out to do. He's a comedian. He wanted to make you laugh. Damn, that's true. Yeah, that's right. true. I just wanted like. There's more buy-in there. Like, I wanted it to be an actual MAGA chud who fell the, off of the bike. The, the actual funniest thing I saw from there, and this is thanks to uh, Ben Collins from NBC's reporting. Um, you know how Marjorie Taylor Greene was drowned out by everybody blowing these whistles that they had there? Well, it turns out Ben Collins of NBC <laughs> News, he found the guy who was handing out the whistles, and he was a, a MAGA guy, a Trump supporter who was there handing them out in, in order for them to be blown in support of Trump. <laughs> and he didn't realize he was handing them out to all these people who are anti-Trump. <laughs> <laughs> and he, he offered Ben Collins one, too. Ben Collins was trying to ask him about the whistles. Like, do you want one? <laughs> it's just so good. Since you since you brought up uh, Green, th this video, this this video will always make me laugh because of how ridiculous this is. I know she had to go uh, this, this is Marjorie Taylor Greene's, uh, I guess, new defense of Trump. Uh, listen, listen to this. President Trump is joining some of the most incredible people in history being arrested today. Um, Nelson Mandela was arrested. Oh Jesus. Jesus oh was arrested and murdered by uh, the Roman government. There have been many people throughout history that have been arrested. I know she's fucking lying. By radical governments. And it's beginning <laughs> today in New York City. Um, and I just can't believe it's happening. But I'll always support it. It's just, it's just amazing. <laughs> you, got, you, got, Mandela. You, you guys remember uh, Michael Brooks's character, right, right wing Mandela? I mean, it's it's too bad he's no longer oh, with us because he would have he would have had a field day with that. One. <laughs> but did you got did you got did you see the follow up clip to that? By the way, when the two of them ended their interview, uh, didn't I don't they know like I kiss or something? That. Yeah, I just posted it in the please play it. It's it's very, it's even funnier than that clip. In the private chat. <laughs> yeah. Well, David's queuing that up. I'm really sorry, everybody. I have to take off early. I have a appointment uh, I have to go to. Yeah, I'm very, I'm very, very sorry. Uh, I love all y'all. Uh, 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 Peace. He's an amazing person. Talk later. And, uh, have, have an awesome end of podcasting.
Oh, and who wants to raid? I'll send them. I'll send my audience to whoever. Send it to me. I'm on Twitch. Okay. That Twitch thing, like, is is so different from YouTube. I I don't even know how that thing goes raid. Like when I first heard that, I was just like, wait, is this good? <laughs> and, like... Yeah. When I went first went to Twitch, it was it, I was I'm still confused. <laughs> so but this yeah, is the last, I thought uh, that a raid was second. bad at first. Because one yeah, of my commenters so, was like, oh, you just got raided, Mike. And I'm like, oh, oh no, what does that mean? Is it like a bunch of Nazis coming in? Like, what's going on? So, all right. Bye-bye. All right. So, all right. Yeah, Whoa. they're dating, apparently. So, this is kind what? of... What? What? What type of kiss was that anyway, though? Like, like, man went for a whole foyer. He missed so, everything. All right. Babe. <laughs> Why this man Bye-bye. look just like brain? Like, All right. Pinky in the so, brain. Pinky <laughs> 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 in the brain. Head ass nigga. <laughs> it's fucking crazy. Like, yeah. He doesn't like. Best <laughs> embrace ever. Like, yeah. Uh huh. Uh-huh. That that looks like me when I was in my straight face kissing my girlfriend. That was weird. <laughs> oh, that was yeah, awkward. Like <laughs> that was not normal. That's like a grand kiss. Like that's like what's going on. This is this is what you th- this is what you are taught in J school. That at the end of an interview, you give the interviewer uh you give the, your your subject a smooch. <laughs> Normal, regular. Right. Is is this what right, you do, right. Matt, as a journalist? This is what you do as a journalist, right? <laughs> right. I mean, I almost had uh that I almost got that interview with Trump, and the real reason I wanted it was to plant a big old smooch on his face. I mean. <laughs> Get all kind of spray tan on your face. You you leave bronze. <laughs> oh my god. Well, should we should we talk about uh, the Tennessee situation? Because I know a lot of people were commenting, and it's uh, it's really it's kind of like crossing the Rubicon in a different way. At least when it comes to fascism, I don't know if anybody wanted to start or if uh i know blair was talking about it but i can i can also open as well if you all want feel free to take it away okay so basically uh after the nashville shooting there were thousands of protesters mostly gen z activists that were marching in tennessee they marched straight up to the capitol they uh had disrupted a session and in solidarity with these protesters there were three lawmakers who basically joined them and they went up to the podium and they started talking about the need for gun control. And because they joined this protest, not even joined, just stood in solidarity with them and uttered positive comments about it. The right uh, is now labeling that as an insurrection. And now they were up for expulsion. Media was pushed out. In fact, Justin Jones, who was expelled, was filming just like the chants from the Gen Z activists outside. And on video, he caught one of his Republican colleagues just straight up assaulting him. Um, it's it's genuinely insane. They're very brazen. But um, now one of the three have been expelled. I think this is developing, so I'm not sure where we're at currently. And um, yeah, they were literally expelled just for saying that there should be gun control uh it's it's unhinged like i get that the uh tennessee republican party they're against gun control they've kind of gone in the opposite direction and deregulated even further but this is this is like next level fascism and there's a lot of protests right now in tennessee and they're chanting fuck you fascists because this is straight up authoritarianism here here's a speech from uh justin pearson who i it was either him who's been expelled or um or the other Democrat, 
Uh, yeah, Justin then... Jones was expelled, as far as I know. I don't know if Pearson is going to be expelled uh, or was expelled yet, but he he's was. up for expulsion. He was. No, they were both expelled. Both. Mm. They were three people up for expulsion, uh, the two young black men and an older white woman, and they uh, voted to uh, not expel the uh, white woman. Who? Yeah. Uh, I mean, there's a message there for sure. Uh, yeah. I mean, they're, they're, the Republicans who made that decision are sending a clear <laughs> message there. Uh, just to be clear, but also we should also say that um, you know she she's come out and said that herself too. The the woman who stood with them, she was asked, "Why do you think um, you weren't expelled?" And she said, uh, "Maybe it's just the color of my skin." Like she's calling mm. it out too. So good for her. Um, I did read though that there's going to be a special election. And they will be allowed to run again. Like, they're mm -hmm. not banned from running. And if they run again and win, they cannot be expelled again for the same thing. Like, that's it. Mm -hmm. So it's possible that these Tennessee Republican lawmakers just, uh, uh, you know, how Republicans were going crazy this past week about how we've turned Donald Trump into a martyr. I mean, they may very well have actually done that with these two young men. Uh, these two guys are, are going to have a, a, a big future, I think, in politics, for sure. Yeah, yeah. this, this and, speech is, is uh, really good. Let me just play this clip. That's a we, and you are seeking to expel District 86's representation from this house in a country that was built on a protest. In a country that was built on a protest. You who celebrate July 4th, 1776, pop fireworks and eat hot dogs. You say to protest is wrong because you spoke out of turn, because you spoke up for people who are marginalized. You spoke up for children who won't ever be able to speak again. You spoke up for parents who don't want to live in fear. You spoke up for, for, for Larry Thorne who was murdered by gun violence. You spoke up for people that we don't want to care about in a country built on people who speak out of turn, who spoke out of turn, who fought out of turn to build a nation. I come from a long line of people who have resisted. Yeah. So... It they're great justin jones if you watch any of his speeches they're incredible it's clear why they made him a target because he it's not just this issue like he has been holding uh the republican party accountable and really standing up for his constituents and representing gen z uh, in a very loud way and so they wanted to find some excuse to get rid of him because he's been a thorn in their side and they did like it's not just this issue like gun control like on lgbtq plus issues uh, when it comes to, um, you know, uh, welfare issues, he is excellent. So these are two people who are leaders and they don't like that they're leaders. They don't like that they're able to set the agenda because that's what they want to do. They want to monopolize discourse and they just try to find some way to, to undemocratically remove them. Yeah, I'm not surprised. I mean, I'm not surprised. It's just a reality. We can't constantly recognize the Republicans are fascists at this point. I say it every episode, like... Yeah. This is the kind of extremism. This is not at all surprising. Um, and I would like in a in a different world, you want to. And I, first of all, yes, that speech is incredible. He's clearly an incredible speaker. Um, and in a different world, you'd like to be like, oh, yeah, he'll have a great career in politics because you see how talented he is or what, how great of a speaker is. But in this world where he's a black man in that environment where those kind of powerful white supremacists have it out for him so bad that they would remove him. 
I think I worry about his safety long-term. And I think that's something that doesn't get, you know, I feel like, you know, mainstream media will never, will never delve into that that part of it because to delve into that would have to be to recognize the kind of dangerous forces these people are with the kind of things they've done, historic things and the reality of that. And, you know, it would change the tenor of the very like, both sides, ah, the way people try to treat politics. Um, but a real thing is his, his safety. Honestly, that's that's something that I, you know, I I, I think about that in in a situation where where people have targeted him as somebody that is a leader, as somebody that they they need to get rid of, as somebody that they would go to these lengths. Um, so yeah, I I, I hope he stays covered. Yeah, I have to give credit. This yeah. is um this one. This is uh, Jones. I can play this as well if you want. Mm -hmm. Let's talk about expulsion. For years, oh, this is a good one. This is a really good one. I forgot about this one from earlier because I saw the other guys too. No expulsion. One member sits in this chamber who was found guilty of domestic violence. No expulsion. We had a former speaker sit in this chamber who is now under federal investigation. No expulsion. We have a member still under federal investigation. No expulsion. We had a member pee in another member's chair in this chamber. No expulsion. In fact, they're in leadership. In the, in the governor's administration. And so once again, what you're saying to us, since you're trying to put us on trial, I'll say what you're really putting on trial is the state of Tennessee. What you're really showing for the world is holding up a mirror to a state that is going back to some dark, dark roots. A state in which the Ku Klux Klan was founded is now attempting another power grab by silencing the two youngest black representatives and one of the only women, democratic women in this body. That's what this is about. Let us be real today. Yeah, yeah, it's like, they're incredible. They're incredible. But when I see incredible black men in this context doing this, I can't help but recognize all the times I've seen incredible black men in that context doing that. And we are talking about them in what ifs and what could have been because past tense, because they're killed. They're, they're targeted and killed. Like, um, so that is, I, 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 like I say, I, and I think that's something, you know, we forget sometimes how different different environments are for protests and like people could take that for granted like as for for what new york city is and what nypd is there's still a big difference between protesting a black lives matter in in manhattan versus what it is in mississippi like there are serious things like when i've talked to different like organizers on the ground and different activists and stuff following the different deaths of different black people depending on what they are they are far different constraints of what the danger is locally in those places and those environment and the internet sometimes can blend the world in a way where we don't really realize like what the 
outside environment is there, right? Like that might be going viral on Twitter and we're like, oh my God, this person is amazing. This person is this, this person could be a great speaker and this person, but this person could be in, in their real life where they're at. They are a target and they are a person that has a lot, a lot to, to be concerned about or in, and are in danger. So when I see um, two black men and a woman targeted on this level to where they have to give a very moving speech like that, because I don't know when last I've seen either a speech to the level of either speech they've given. It makes me, it makes me, you know, worry for them and hope for, you know, that they are covered and protected. And yeah, that's that's my that's my thoughts on that. And and like a really the the point is also because people will have you believe that Alime is being hyperbolic with this, but it is actually <laughs> it is actually very tempered and a reasonable response because every black resistance movement, especially in the continental USA, has been either co-opted or just absolutely obliterated. We think of Black Wall Street. We think of, I saw people mention Fred Hampton, MLK, uh, Malcolm X. It's, it's a constant, it's, it's not like this is not, um, and in the same way uh, when people are talking about um, the trans genocide that is happening and using those words extremely purposefully, it's because it exactly is. This is not hyperbolic. Like, this is not Fox News trying to say it's overblown, it's a psyop or something like that. This is, in fact, maybe um, me- like not even speaking to the level of severity we need to take it to. And everything that Black talented political orators, people with political talent like that, um, people made mention of of the the way that they spoke and the the cadence being extremely religious and and probably ecclesiastical and how they the matrix for it was probably a church and and when you think about that that's just so poetic because when we think about how the church as an institution is a place where they're able to develop these political talents at the same time they have to fight a litany of different aggressions, whether it be the colonial construct of church, all the different things that are said in church in order to break down Black men in particular and socialize them into being a particular way, yet they still come out like this, which is my point that these men that we see, these talented political actors, are everything despite what America has made. It's not because of because America will like make you want to believe that, oh, pull yourself up by the bootstraps and you'll be able to make it. That is not true. The people that have made it and the people that they like to point to as paragons of political talent have made it despite what has been levied against them. So yeah. these men, if they, if, if they are able to actually realize their full political talent, and get to the stages that they deserve to be on, it is not because of America. It is in spite of America. Big facts. Yeah. Round of applause. Clap tracks. Well said. <laughs> I a clap track, but I'm not sure which button it is, so I don't want to screw it up. <laughs> I got an air horn, but I don't know if it's going to play. <laughs> Let's see if this, what's this? Oh, yeah. There we go. Yeah. I guess that. right. There we go. We could have done like a laugh track, then it would have been completely inappropriate. <laughs> rational, national sense. There you go. That makes rational, national sense. <laughs> I love that. Uh, yeah, no, it's it's sad. And like, yet again, like, especially also like these protests, um, 
we were talking about the trans genocide. Like, it's it's very, it's not even eerie. It's it's extremely numb. Like when I was like hearing like Alami talk just now, like the tiredness, the lethargy that you see on her is because she's had to say it like a million times. Like this ain't new. It's almost like a like a like a broken record because you get tired, and that's exactly what they want. Like they want you to get tired of when I but listen when when they let them babies die in San Diego, I was just like, look. America will never. <laughs> oh, yeah, I know. I feel the they same way. Never. Once they, that happened. It was over. Like, I was just like, the gun yeah. debate, like I say, you lost. Like, cause they, they will they will care more about their guns than their babies. They will. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah. yeah. I, I have one more clip that's actually, that's uh, a Pearson talking to the media. This is also uh, pretty good. Principles, but that's what's being lost today. And so every Tennessee to be very concerned that we are not in a democracy. And across the United States of America, there has been no House members who have ever been expelled for exercising their First Amendment rights in a peaceful protest. This is a first in American history. And we are losing our democracy to white supremacy. We are losing our democracy to patriarchy. We are losing our democracy to people who want to keep a status quo that is damning to the rest of us and damning to our children and unborn people. It is no coincidence that the two youngest black lawmakers in the state of Tennessee and one or two women are on trial today. That is not accidental. This is what happens when you lose democracy. This is what we are fighting against and must stand up against as legislators and as people and as citizens across this country. Because it's starting in Tennessee, but it won't end here. Mm-hmm. There you go. Maybe even, the person, they're yeah, excellent speakers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And even the even the Afro, like all of it is is purposeful with that. Like, and unfortunately, black hair is very political. But like, even a choice like that, um, you know, you think of Angela Davis, you think of the people that wear the. They he knows what he's doing. And the thing is, he has to, he has to perform these political markers in order to access even the rooms and the possibility of of influence that he's able to access in. So like all of these different qualifiers he's doing in order to to get into these rooms so i i i watch his career with a lot of veganness and also trepidation yeah rightfully so it's it's just really dark times now and i think that people they're starting to wake up to the fact that one of two parties one of the only two parties in this country that are electorally viable is fascist um and i don't think that they really understand what that means Because to all of us, it's kind of a foreign concept. Like we think about fascism back in history in World War II, and it's like inconceivable that that could happen here and that fascism could be on the rise here. But it's like we're well past this whole identification phase, uh, which is where I think some people are finally emerging. And we're into the implementation part of the fascism. Like you look to Florida and specifically the laws that are being proposed, and it is deeply authoritarian laws that require journalists to register if they uh, criticize the government, laws that require uh, universities to um, report on, I, I can't remember the specifics, report on what they're covering, if they cover any social politics or critical race theory. Like these are all the state seizing power uh, for fascistic reasons. You see the, um, the way that they go after opposition in a very authoritarian and direct manner. Like this is all part of fascism. Like fascism isn't like one thing. It's a number of things. There's criteria. And as the years go on, we meet more and more criteria. Like we, we check more boxes and we're starting to realize what that looks like. It looks like 
transgenocide. It looks like the disempowerment of political opponents in an authoritarian way, um, the removal of civil rights that have been fought for for centuries. I mean, Roe v. Wade being overturned, it hasn't even been a year, but that is monumental Like to, to even recall that, oh yeah, we're, we're back to pre-1970 America with regard to reproductive rights. That is no small thing. And for people who are kind of like in this privileged position to where it doesn't personally affect them, it will affect you eventually because one by one, like each group, like everyone is going to be touched by this in some way um, because that's what fascism does. It is like the takeover of power, of culture, of all institutions. And so like we're seeing that. And I'm glad that people are starting to wake up finally and acknowledge it for what it is and finally use the F word. But we're kind of uh, we're, we're past the acknowledgement phase, as I was saying, and we need to be in the mobilization phase to to stop it if it's not too late. Blair, any uh, topics in the question form? Yes, absolutely. Um, so honestly, some of the questions, which I think are kind of back from earlier stuff, uh, the, the questions want to know, what are some of the best Bahamian dishes? Oh, um, my favorite ever is the staple Bahamian breakfast. And let me just say this before I say this, it's going to sound whatever to y'all. And I don't want to oh, hear sure. no slander. I'm ready to die about this, me and all Bahamians. But tuna and grits, that's my favorite. Oh. Do, you ever Americans is react crazy? They start um love like every time say that on Twitter, they just come talking shit. Oh, I want to eat that. That seems so. Uh, who asked you? I thought you were gonna say, is it fresh tuna? Or you thought I was gonna say fire or fire engine? Would you? Fire engine is good. Fire good. Fire Sheep engine. tongue, baby girl. Sheep tongue. That's where it's at. Sheep tongue. Sheep tongue is fire. But but no, definitely it's definitely tuna and grits, and then um. Con I like a Kong snack more. Which you prefer, a Kong snack or a Kong salad? A Kong snack, you mean like like bamboo shack Kong snack? Yeah, bamboo shack. I I, I, used I used to be Wait, in what that, what, I'm sorry. What is that? What is that first word yeah. you're saying? We need more explanation. <laughs> the about magical conk. Like you ever watch SpongeBob? Like the blow. Can, can we the... spell this? Because it sounds. I hate to do this. Yeah, it sounds like something else. C O N C H. C O N C H. Okay. Okay. You want to say conch? Conch is very conch. Oh, conch. Oh, got it. Okay. It's incorrect. No. No, no, no. Oh. Chunk. Y'all in community with Bahamian people, y'all can't say conch. But I can say it's conch is like a Bahamian, like you don't understand. Like that's very Bahamian, like conch. Which is why, you know, learn how to have the conch shell of the week. It's called a conch shell, a jackass. It's like a chunky today. Yeah. yeah. Oh, conch. Um, conch. Yeah. Conch? Okay. Oh, okay. Sort of like the robot from uh, the robot from Pee Wee's Playhouse. Conky. Conch. I get that. I get that. <laughs> white Bahamians are called Conky Joes. There's yeah. a fun fact. Okay. Where white, like the conch, huh. yeah. white Bahamians are called conky joes. Um, so conch fritters, conch fritters is a Bahamian staple. Conch fritters, scotch conch, conch salad, conch snacks. We have, then they we love, we are conch people. We um, fry the conch and they make it into conch snack. I like, uh, I like squash conch too. I like squash conch with the. I like squash conch too. I like squash conch too. Oh, yeah. I'm getting hungry. It's too late to be this hungry. Yeah, I know. Ole was making me hungry with the fries. When I see the French fries, that's when it's like, okay, you see that? now I'm hungry. 
Yeah, yeah, there. Someone said, yeah, they're white Bahamians, of course. Yeah, and yeah, they are. They are just like they sound just like us. Um, so they're different. They're different kinds of white Bahamians now, mind you. They're like they're white Bahamians who only want to be amongst white Bahamians, and they live on, they live on Spanish wells. <laughs> I got, I got island. They have they have pinpoint places. There's some white Bahamians like that, and then there's some white Bahamians that are the the hyper opposite. But anyway, they sound just like us. They yeah, they right there. They the minority though. They're the minority. The Bahamas is overwhelmingly black. Overwhelmingly black. The black and the flag stands for the stands for the people. <laughs> like legit. Like no, like actually, the black, <laughs> the black and our flag is for the people. Thinking. Thinking of becoming a white Bahamian myself. Oh, Lord. Uh, <laughs> I know if you could pass. You'll never, right never be a Bahamian. <laughs> we are very, I just tell you, we're very Puritan. Very, and very xenophobic. So, like, we, we could spot you out. You'd be like, Bahamians a little. not like foreigners, okay? It Unless they're very white. And, it's a deep and... thing. It's a deep thing. It's very deep. It's very deep. <laughs> It is very uh, deep. You know, I asked speaking of, hold on, what time is it in the show? I'll tell y'all a story to prove like anti-black. I'll tell you later on in the story when the, the odds of Bahamians still being on here and able to see it on the island and my parents hear it. But I have a good story that'll really illustrate Bahamians internalized anti-blackness because I really I really catch my daddy in it this week. He is, he is really trying to argue me down. I'm like, sweetie, take this L. Take this out. Like, take this. Take this. But I, you say what? You say tell her? Are there any Bahamians in the chat? Are there any Bahamians in the chat? Let's let's just give it a little bit. Who said? Where my my Chet Hanks at? Oh my God. (laughs) (laughs) This is microaggressions today. (laughs) Just tell the story now. I want to hear it. Okay. We don't have to wait. My daddy, so my parents are going through a divorce, right? And, and, yeah, right. They had <laughs> so, <laughs> so my um my mommy ragtag my daddy ass in court just was Molly yes. Molly whopping him. <laughs> like, my daddy is very, very upset. <laughs> so so my daddy, so so my 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 mommy lawyer is a black raven woman. My daddy lawyer is a white Bahamian man, but my daddy feel like he like I can tell you who they is for and later, right? But of, it's like a of a, a, a Bahamian family, a white Bahamian family that been there for generations. They were once upon a time from a different place, but they are Bahamians. So and they are racist as hell, but they just as anti for as every regular Bahamian. So my daddy call himself oh 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 you know. Uh, because I'm like, here's my daddy's lawyer. I spoke to my daddy's lawyer, and it's very clear to me that my daddy's lawyer don't fuck with my daddy. And I know this because I'm a lawyer, and I know what it looks like when you don't fuck with your client, when you don't believe your client. And I know it because my daddy was, like, reading some allegations from my mommy. And my daddy said when the year was that my mommy said these allegations happened. And so I responded back with the year. And the lawyer was like, why would your daughter say that year, that year? Like, like he thought he caught, caught my daddy. Like, yeah, I know you do it. Like, <laughs> and I know this man don't fuck with my daddy, right? So the man I submit all the evidence my daddy had for his claim to want to say submit it, right? And so my daddy there still trying to, you done fucking get your ass beat in court and you still can't accept your choices, right? So, so he, he explained it to me whole, what you must understand is Bahamians are very anti-foreign. You know what it is? I've been in this country for this long as a Nigerian man. Oh, the way that they treat you, the way they look down on you. And I'm like, well, yeah. 
Yeah, that's true. That's true. The white man is a Bahamian too. <laughs> like, like, and my daddy, I'm like, I don't, I don't know what you feel to understand. And my daddy's like, oh, no, you need to understand. You know, they see they are from such and such a place. You know, that I say, dad, was from such and such a fucking place. I went to school with five generations of them. What are you talking about? Them damn Bahamian. You got your ass whooped because you thought the white man was a better lawyer. It's okay. It's okay. You got fucked up. I'm going to fuck you up in court. Huh? That hurt. That hurt, daddy. You're going to be okay. It's going to be all right. <laughs> oh my god. What well, no, tell me, hold on. Please, if y'all are Bahamian, do not say nothing on this island, man. Yeah, I don't need no. my daddy coming to me upset. But he oh is so he say now now my daddy, who that's one man who don't listen. His lawyer tell him don't go in there being cheeky. Coach the man. How are you supposed to go in there? Now my mommy lawyer asks, asks my daddy, but piss him off how she asked him. Um was like, so why did you marry her then or whatever, right? Now my daddy in divorce court, in divorce court to say, well, that's the trillion dollar question. My daddy said, the judge gasped. <laughs> <laughs> listen, listen, I was in Target ready to fall out. My daddy's on the floor like, Oh, <laughs> and he's he trying to explain it to me. He's like, "Oh, I see you. You have to understand." Now he's talking to his daughter, the lawyer, right? He, and he doesn't lose. He's already lost. So you would think he would understand and accept that he is wrong. He's still explaining. He's still trying to defend his logic. He's like, "Oh, see, so you have to understand, Yemi. Oh, the way lawyers think sometimes. You know, you have to say it to them in a way." I'm like, so yeah anyway i said that to say yeah, yeah but him is internalized the same foolishness <laughs> oh anti-blackness anti-blackness Very got there's nice. my story the the average white tourist that comes to the bahamas can literally access a lot of privilege and not even know what side of the road we drive on. Like, I swear to you. Um, <laughs> like, if I go to the bar and a white tourist is also at the bar, I can have a $100 bill in my hand and I say, sweet mutton, beautiful, lovely. Empress, please, may I get Henny with Cran? I could say that at the top of my lungs with the deepest baritone. All this white boy with his straw hat need to do, his, his lobster, um, um, Dr. Zoiborg looking ass, all he need to do is come up inside the place Come to the bar, sit the ass down, and, and just said, Oh, Miss Maggot. Boom! Boom! Big service. Push, Big push service. Back. She comes there. Yes, yes, sir. Yes, sir. What you would see- you like? <laughs> like, what would you like? <laughs> you, you see the white, you see the white people buying a big zoom up? All right, man, look, why are you bringing this thing? <laughs> listen, I, w- I went to Exuma last year, and I saw so many. I Listen, you don't understand Exuma how many is, white is people. A I saw, I saw more white people than I am supposed to see people in Exuma. <laughs> I say, what is this? I say, down in the bushes where we ain't paying attention, they are buying up all the land. They are buying up all the it's, land. It's for sale. Like, a lot, of, a lot of, like, the Bahamas is for sale. And I mean, like, we also have, like, this constant debate about like um chinese american foreign direct investment and diplomacy you have like a lot of xenophobia in that regard like you have some bahamians saying oh the chinese is buying up the place and da, 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 da. the chinese the chinese i'm more like you have no problem you mad because let's be real you're mad because they because they got like a little bit of tint to them you're mad because they a little bit then white then pink they, they got like a little bit of a tint because you ain't mind with the americans 
building the one of the largest friggin' buildings in your capital down square. If you see the American embassy, it is literally towering. It looks, it. I telling you, like it ain't no one inch pinch. This is a long structure erected in the down square. And Bahamians would say, that's a beautiful building. That is, that is, a, that is a testament to architecture. But when I, the Chinese build you a stadium, a place for your public good, they could be all like, he's dumb, he's dumb, rat eaten, dog eaten, <laughs> like this and that, and, you know, hide your stray dogs. They say all the shit. I ever tell you, I ever tell you how um, they fail me on my driving test because my daddy African. <laughs> Listen, oh, I, I, let me, let me stop. Uh, this this better be a good story because it's, I gotta say, uh, it sounds a little bit like an excuse. <laughs> but go ahead. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna, I mean, yeah, that's why I failed uh, three times as well. Yeah. That's crazy. No, listen, no, no, I'll say y'all, no more baby now. I will tell, I will tell it another time. I can tell you about it before it. <laughs> like, I can tell you later. No, because that industry is very. It's very corrupt too. Like you could buy a driver's license, the, the Ministry of um the Ministry of Road and Driving. I, I can't talk that loud. Hey, I need to stop. <laughs> you don't buy it? Live you can't see that you are live. I, it. I just you can't I see things it. like that. I would say my favorite this is gonna sound very wild. But I love bribery in the Bahamas. Oh my god. You like bribery? Oh, okay. Don't say it for it. I can say it. I can say it. Please. All right. Now I now I know you're lying about the story. You're just that bad of a driver. Even the money payoff couldn't pass you. <laughs> We have regular everyday bribery, man. Not like big, great, corrupt politician. The island is 21 by 7 miles long. We don't have no Trump niggas, man. Relax. Relax. You know what I mean? It's like, it's like little things. Like, give them a license. Speed them up on the line. Let me, like, let me get, let me get this earlier. But that's my favorite thing in the Bahamas is like, you know, if you have if you have a couple hundred dollars, no dilemma is unsolvable. Like I realized, listen, this last this last time I was home, right? That's the problem with capitalism, though. Like, hush, man. This you, man. You focus on your big countries and leave my tiny island alone. All right, <laughs> you let me enjoy something. That's my favorite thing. When I get home, listen. After every day in America, I'm acutely aware of the fact that I'm an immigrant. It impacts my everyday. Oh, when I go home and I have free reign. Oh, I'm like, yes, to me. Oh, when I was last home, right? So when we was growing up, you you don't lie for it. It used to take months to get your passport. Like months, months, months. And it's still slow. It still is a thing like you have to go in or whatever, apply this. It take a while. So when I went last, the, the last, I think the last couple times I was home, one of those trips I had to go to the, the embassy to get my new visa and stuff. And they tell you to get your new visa. You your passport has to have 10 years on it or something, not expired for that. I'm like, oh, fuck. My passport has way less than that or whatever. I'm not going to be able to get this or whatever. And I'm like, oh, shit. Oh, and then immediately one of my family members just told me who I could pay, who I could pay $300 to get it done. And I was like, got it done. And I was like, oh, woo, I love a woo, I love a, I love a hookup. Oh, I love hookup. I was like, right. Oh, I got money. Hey, man. Yeah, I got, give me this. Problem solved. <laughs> like, Isn't it better, though? 
if it's just like properly funded and it works properly for everybody. No, David. <laughs> no, no, David. No. <laughs> what? <laughs> My cash is king. <laughs> like, <laughs> I listen. I, I love hookup. <laughs> Money run the road. I ain't gonna lie to you. Like, I, 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 allow me, please. Like, you can say all the things. I like. Listen. You will get like like. There's definitely cases too. Like where. Like police officers, all cops and bosses, like let's oh, Bahamian like, police officers love bribe. The worst. Nobody they like bribe, like Bahamian police officers. Align me if align me driving in the night, like literally, they will stop a limey car. They did and they flicking go pull up in front of her, cut her off in traffic. Take get out this get out this car. Get, get out this car. And then they screw around and say, Officer, what's the problem? The problem is you looking so fine behind this wheel and I ain't get your number. Boom. They will stop you to get police, your number. Police officers do that to me in Brooklyn on a regular basis. Oh, okay, well I don't feel like I have days, no days, no. I, I, I have or on a regular, on a regular basis. Like they stop your car regular. or stop you in the street. Both. Stop me in the car. All I police. Well, police love me. What you mean, men love police women? Love love no good for them. They love me. Are they always everything? But as soon as a police officer see me, I'm like, what's up? Please go where the love is. Please go where the love is. No, but behavior police officers, there's a thing is known in the bombers. Behavior police, what they what they say for it when they when they come for you, you lock up. You lock fucking up. Like, you lock fucking up. As soon as they see you, you know you lock like, fucking up, right? <laughs> you know you getting locked fucking up, right? <laughs> and they so and they so like. Like I tell you, like, and that just goes to show, like, it isn't, it doesn't have to do with the color in this case. Rare, rare time when I'm going to say this. It doesn't have to do with the color. Like, literally, police all across the board. Like, all of them need to burn. The only good, like I'm telling you, these fellas would pull me over. And, and they're, like, it would be something very innocent. And they would just say, get, get to the back of the car. Get to the rear of the car. They get the whole gun out. They get the whole thing. They look like, they look like moist critical. How they have the whole gun out. And, like... <laughs> And, and they say, get to the back of your car. I say, so what happened? I say, you know, your tent's too dark, right? I say, you gotta be flicking stop. No, my tent's too dark? You got an M, you got, what is that? A, a M15? And you got it on me because the tent's dark? Really? Bahamian police officers treat me so good. Listen, that's what, listen, Bahamian police officers, so a uh, particular brand, the corrupt man. But they, oh, they love a Bahamian woman. Oh, they love a Bahamian woman. They think, oh, Police officers treat me good. Like I remember one time he was pulled over on the beach down all the way out east, right? All the way out east, like past the um on the eastern road, right? Like just coming past Montague. We was parked there, and my friends was boxing the car, right? And so what happened? My friend was in the front seat of the car pissing me off. He keeps saying bunches, bunch of slick comments to me because he ain't like us in the States, and I had an American boyfriend, he had an attitude, he feels some type of way. So anyway, and he keep shaking shots. <laughs> Listen, it's like four in the morning. We smoking weed. We, weed is illegal in the bombers. And weed is also terrible in the bombers. That's another thing. That's a side Reg. comment. Um, yeah, so terrible. Like, Reg is not even sufficient. The weed is abysmal. I I, I pray for my land. Um, but it, 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 I had the front seat. And he pissed me off. I started cursing him out. When you look, oh, yeah, you see lights coming. Please come to the, the beach. All my friends, triple D, they, they swear they go to jail. As soon as they come, they come to the one. I'm like, oh, hello, officer. Oh, no, I just come here because he know he in my face. And that. Let me go in. My my boys in the back was like, "Oh, that's crazy! I done didn't know I was going to jail." He said, "I thought it was taxing my mommy." <laughs> like, oh, just so you know, <laughs> I go to jail. 
The police are so corrupt, but they day to day corrupt. They like they corrupt with everyday people. Like it ain't like oh yeah, you might have to have a hookup, might know somebody. No, Bahamian police will get into a a long term transaction bribery deal with you at the drop of a dime. Like oh, you you and some children I caught fooling around in the park. Pay me some money. You sixteen, but give me what you give me what you want. I've had friends get bribed, but about to bribe the police when he was like fifteen. Fake. The police oh my god. Mom, I just don't drive in, in 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 other countries. Like that's I don't I don't trust cops in other countries. So mm-hmm. <laughs> you shouldn't trust cops in your Canadian country. police. I understand. Like I, I I don't trust anybody, but like I I understand <laughs> them. I don't I, you know I don't care if it's Iceland. I don't care where it is. Like I'm not I'm not driving on the roads. I'll take mm-hmm. a bus. <laughs> but yes, I'm sorry. We keep, we keep. I'm, this is gonna be Bahamian hour. If y'all, this, y'all this don't stop. Blair, what do we got? Yep. Right, Blair, we what's next? Audio about, let's talk about Clarence Thomas and the uh, the greed that came out the fraud. Oh, this corn. Mm. Blair, you don't like you don't like us, eh? You make us talk about <laughs> Clarence Thomas. As I said, I took today off. Like I saw. <laughs> Someone else has to intro this. I, I saw of this story, but I don't know enough of it to really. Uh, okay, know, it's a it's a really like multifaceted story too. It's mm-hmm. a hard one to just talk about on the fly. <laughs> but basically, basically, I did a video this... on it today. I can. Oh, then go ahead, Mike. Yep, I, I know that he's uh, been uh, flying around the world on big expensive trips on big expensive private planes, uh, living the mm-hmm. high life on his uh, 250 some odd K public servant salary. But the way he's paying for it is he's not paying for it. Uh, it's all courtesy of a billionaire Republican. Yeah. So right after uh, Justice Clarence Thomas was confirmed to the Supreme Court, you know, uh, Harlan Crow, a GOP mega donor, uh, donor uh, real estate magnet, basically became friends with him. And they got really close over two decades. Um, he took Clarence Thomas on his super yacht, let him stay at his uh, resorts, his ranch in Texas, took him on all these trips to Indonesia, around the world. And these trips, like individually, if Thomas and Ginny paid for it themselves, it'd be like some of them upwards of $500,000. But this happened for decades. And none of them were disclosed. Not a single one of them were disclosed. Now, the thing about the Supreme Court justices is that, you know, their code of conduct says that they should avoid the appearance of impropriety, should makes it pretty optional, but they do have to disclose these gifts that they get. Like members of Congress, they can't take a gift worth more than $50. And if somebody wants to sponsor a trip for them, they have to get that approved by an ethics commission. But for Supreme Court justices, those same rules don't necessarily apply. But Thomas was so brazen that he didn't even... Uh, let anyone know that this was happening. Like you're supposed to like fill out these financial disclosures saying, Hey, I got this gift, got this gift. And on top of that, with these meetings and stuff. So Harlan would let him meet with other rich people. They'd have barbecues together. There's actually a photograph online of Clarence Thomas with like a bunch of like rich dudes who are all super wealthy, but we don't really have to worry about this because Harlan Crow claims that um, he's not trying to influence Clarence, uh, Clarence Thomas politically. So nothing to see here. So that's the crux of the story. That's the TLDR version of the story. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's the picture oh, right there. Listen. My boy is a fly in the milk. 
Oh my god! I will say that the uh, the artist behind this is amazing. I thought it was a photo when I first saw it. It's yeah, it's, not. it's a it painting, apparently. It's a painting, yeah, it's a painting. apparently. It yeah. looks someone really... sat and painted this. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know this was uh, a. It painting. says right okay. there a painting. It's, it's, yeah, it's ah. very well done. I mean, when you get when you got billionaires doing this, they get they pay for the the most. Right. I mean, obviously they yeah. were sitting there while the guy painted it. I mean, this obviously yeah, yeah, yeah. is a portrayal of what happened, but mm -hmm. it's it's a painting. Yeah. What is that? Yeah. There's also uh, other conflicts of interest it's to kind art. of point out. So, oh, related to American this. Statue? Oh yeah. 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 Oh great. That's yeah, I didn't even notice that. Cigar in his hand, khakis and sandals. It's hell. Yeah, so so Harlan Crow, uh Clarence Thomas's sugar daddy, also donated to the Tea Party organization that Jenny Thomas worked oh, yeah. for. Sorry. Huh? Call him Clarence Thomas's sugar daddy. Yeah, I had to contain myself. No, no, no. I mean, look at this, look at this place they stayed at. Like <laughs> That's some cold shit. I ain't gonna lie, but it's true though. And we call him a blesser. We call him a financier. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I can look at look at how happy he is. I mean, who would He's think that his life. decisions were influenced here by all of this? Bitch. Look at him. He is just an IG influencer. He, all he need to do is just put his ass on the sink and like sugar daddy galore. Like, look at him. He is just, <laughs> that is giving. It's giving like sugar baby on the like on vacation. Like, <laughs> the sugar daddy paid for. <laughs> like he's not in the picture himself it's just him yeah. <laughs> oh my god i'm sorry <laughs> Can't take it. yeah it's just the the level of shamelessness here with this corruption is fucking insane it is genuinely insane like the story itself is very very long like i barely scratched the surface like they detail specific trips that they took uh all the times that he went up in his private jet uh Went on the super yacht. I'd never heard of a super yacht. I knew that there were yachts for rich people, but apparently there's a super yacht, which is like a giant hotel on water that Clarence Thomas and Ginny stayed uh, stayed at. It is it is incomprehensible but at the same time. Like it's it's not surprising at all. Like I don't think anyone is surprised by the story because this is just like I, I think that AOC put it best in a tweet talking about this, where she said that this is kind of like what the Roberts court is like the decline of democracy, the rollback of civil rights and just rampant corruption. That is so in your face that they don't even care. Man, look at this shit. I hate this. This is, this is setting me back. This is setting civil rights back. <laughs> like this right here, this image right here, man, this is a micro. What happened to your boy on the side? Like, Oh man, I hate this. Look at you. Now. Yeah. So I did see that AOC said that if no one else introduces articles of impeachment, then she will. Um, but uh, is that going to go anywhere with the current makeup of Congress? I, I don't. I'm yeah. That's the thing. I mean, Dick Durbin, who's the chair of the Senate Judiciary Committee, says that they're going to act because this is so brazen. Like he has to, has to at least pretend like he's going to do something. But I mean, at the end of the day, does anyone expect impeachment to come of this or even like a minimal amount of accountability? Of course, nothing's going to happen. That's why they do it, because they know that they can get away with it. Like, that's why it's as brazen as it is, because, I mean, we're all going to like go tisk tisk, like wag our fingers at Clarence Thomas. But nothing's going to happen. Like, that's why this happens. And it's not just like. Clarence Thomas like this is a microcosm of a bigger issue with government but like there's a level of shamelessness that really I think is the is the subtext here where it's like he just for decades didn't give a flying fuck didn't disclose any of this
Yep, so he so his failure to report the flights appears to violate a federal disclosure law passed after Watergate, according to experts by accepting the trips. Thomas has broken longstanding norms for judges' conduct, ethics experts, and for current or retired federal judges said. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. I, welcome to America, folks. I mean Again, the most shocking part about this isn't that it even happened, and I think that's what's particularly messed up here. We're not shocked that this occurred. We're kind of like, okay, yeah, this is exactly confirmation of what we thought was going on. We're just kind of messed up over how how much audacity he had to just do this mm -hmm. for so many years. That's what's upsetting. We're just like, yeah, we, we kind of knew this was going on. We just didn't have proof of it. But wow, it was really bad. Like, this is sad. Yeah. And what's, yeah. what's especially stunning is that, like, our corruption laws and, like, ethics standards are already so low so like when somebody actually breaks campaign finance law potentially like donald trump or violates the minimal amount of ethics requirements that are for supreme court justices like there's already so little so if you can't even abide by those lax rules then like what do you even what do you even say to that i mean all you had to do was tell everyone hey this dude has taken me on his uh, his super yacht, and he did it again. Actually, every year we go for nine days to his ranch in Texas. That's all that you have to do. You just disclose it. And sure, people will criticize you, but like, what the fuck are they gonna do? It. it but he couldn't even disclose it. Like this is this is corruption in America. Like it, they just they don't give a shit at all. That confirms yeah, like there was baloney going on for sure. Something was afoot. Yeah. And like this this is tactical because like I see this a lot in the um in the Bahamas too. Like where. We don't put on seatbelts when we're in cars in the Bahamas because, like, we don't feel as though there's any consequence. But we do as soon as we go to Miami because there's, like, this respect um, for this rule of law, like, this idea that you will be held accountable. And mm -hmm. I'm seeing, like, this, like, just decadence coming, like, this decline of rule of law being seen on a regular basis. And the danger of that is that it corrodes this belief in systems. I mean, you shouldn't believe it, but now you're getting this different, like this disenfranchisement on an individual level when they're saying, okay, um, my, my elected officials are being blatantly in, like just scummy, unctuous, like they're embezzling funds, they're paying off um, porn stars, they're, you know, doing all of these things, ex-presidents are going to jail, all of these things are happening with impunity. So, I mean, like, why should I, like, even believe in the checks and balances? Like, you all, before I, when I came to the States, the thing that we always talked about is just like, oh, like, checks and balances, like, the States are so efficient and, like, things are just done so above board and behind, like, over the books in the Bahamas is just, like, we don't like to, like, there's so many, as as Alami was saying, like, there's so many bribe systems, there's so many different transactions that happen that are not above board. And really... It's not that it wasn't happening in the States. It's just like now it's become so quotidian, so break, like bold and brazen that you can't even say that. Like, and that's why it's so silly when like Americans like criticize banana republics talking about their free and fair elections. When you all see what happened in ain't no January 6th over here. Like, I mean, like, ain't none of the shop. No, we have free and fair elections with very great um, political participation. Over yeah, Bahamians have incredibly high voter turnout. Bahamians vote. Bahamians, like, we have, like, at, like ridiculous. 80 or 90%. Is it compulsory? We're in the 90%. No, no, no. 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 Not compulsory and it's that high? We're in the 90%. Bahamians do not, Bahamians do not play. Bahamians wow. take our political party. 
maybe he'll be an F for them. Like, like a blood oath, like Gryffindor versus Slytherin. They showing up, they voted. <laughs> and that's a big like rally season. Bahamian political rallies is like a thing. Like Bahamians go to rallies. Like it's a big be political. Is there like a, a day off to vote or like a couple days of voting? Or is it just is it the same as the US where it's like one working day to, to vote? One working day. Like no, I don't know. It's when it's time to vote, is it, is it like a day off of work? Or I think we just I think that we just like kind of have like a tacit agreement that we're gonna take mm. off the vote. Like yeah. like I'm even if we're okay. in like even if you're in on the on the clock at that time, like civil servants will do it. I know I got mine somewhere around. I am my my old my old voters. I've never I've never got to vote. I've never gotten Neither. to vote a day in my life because I've never been in the Bahamas Bahamas to vote, and I yeah. live in the same damn vote. But my mommy made me get a voters card because you see what I say about behavior. So let me find it so I could show it to you all. But yeah. <laughs> but but that's that's this thing like um and that's the pernicious nature of seeing stories like this because what ends up happening is that on an individual level you get the systemic malaise and just distrust in the system to the point where it facilitates not only riotous action, which isn't necessarily a bad thing if you have the right one behind it, not January 6th, but more BLM, more protests that actually are advocating for progressive change. But instead you get a different type of response, which is just apathy, political apathy. Mm -hmm. just, just like this general, like, uh, like almost like a nihilist um, doomerism that you have where just like, oh, well, you know, there's people that can, there's people that can't. I am one of the people that can't. I'm just going to go back to work, um, be stuck in traffic all day, breathe in the smog, go to my soul-crushing job. I really wanted to go to film school and become the next Spielberg, but instead now I'm doing making someone else's dreams come true. Get off at five. I'm so tired that I can't even think about the political systems that um, govern me. And then I crawl in bed, eat some ramen noodles, and do it over the next day. It's all designed to like be extremely... <laughs> Um, extremely soul crushing. Mm -hmm. I would yeah, want to look at numbers of, of like smaller nations and and their voting, um, and, and and how much they vote because I feel like you would have more agency or you would feel like you have more of an impact in a smaller country with a smaller population than somewhere in like the U.S. where you feel like oh you're one of three hundred million people is it going to make a difference if I vote? Mm -hmm. Meanwhile, if you're like one of a million people, it's going to feel like that vote is going to carry a little more weight. Um, <laughs> But that's the funny thing is, I think what it is, is I think it's less about weight and it's about knowing, like closeness and knowing people. Mm. And I think, that, that I think, mm. and I, I'll show you how I think it impacts us positively in terms of voter turnout, but negatively in terms of activism. All right. Because mm. in terms of voter turnout, Bahamians know who we know who run in our country. We literally know them. We know who the politicians mm. are running. We know their families. We know them. It's very tangible to us. It's very mm. real. Like we see the prime minister and then we go to school. Like our last prime minister's son was in my class. And he's like, like, like we know, we know these people. Um, mm. So that politics is local. Yeah, so yeah. that makes it yeah. turn out to vote, right? Like my, like I only from Nassau, which is the capital where all the parliament and everything is from, is twenty-one by seven miles long. We mm. know the people, so that makes you turn out for voters. But when it comes to, to to activism, there's a thing in like in America or in big countries. It's so big there will always be, even if you're in the minority, there will always be a bunch of people. There will be some with the internet world. You could create some kind of community online. You could you could create, you could insulate, you could have different kinds of hubs. America's a huge place. You could live in New York City versus Ohio or the Mississippi or wherever it is. You can have that kind not in the Bahamas. So you like the people who will have a problem, the people who are the trolls cursing you out on on online, 
are the people you about to see. You go to school, you know them. You they about to talk to you like that in real life. You about to like you you know them for real. You can be ostracized for real. Like it it, it becomes so it makes it hopeless because you are quite literally. It's like oh you're you're the you're the one voice. You know what I mean. You're the one voice. Yeah. So there's only a couple of that. It ain't nobody trying to hear that, and they will shout you down. So that makes people really you know um apathetic to act. Like that was one of the things you first said when we first ever started talking. Or yeah, when you were like, I was like, you were like, I don't know how Bahamians like us so much considering what she. But our politics is, I don't know how you manage that. Listen, I could I could love bomb Alani, but like I mean, there's not many. She's the most visible Bahamian leftist, like like verbatim. Like I mean, like there's there's really no other contest about it. And people in the Bahamas know about it. Now you see, my audience is extremely North American. Like my like mm. my people in my community, like I'm I'm preaching to the choir. Like they are used to my takes. They're used to the leftism. I'm not saying anything too revolutionary to them. When my videos get into the ether over here, what Alami is saying is so true. I, if I was not a big black man with a beard that does MMA, I would be in tangible danger on a regular yeah. basis for literally mm -hmm. just saying that trans women are women, gay people don't deserve fire and brimstone, and you deserve not to die inside your hospitals like cattle. I would literally get pilloried, hung from my knees in the square as a paradigm of what should not happen i will be a deterrent they will say these people should not exist because they are advocating for a basic human right so the fact that the fact that alimi is out here where they're literally um do the, does the bahamas not count as north america i was literally i, I saw that and i was like <laughs> I no not that. at all we are not, not a part of it i'm an immigrant all the time we have nothing to do with america yeah. we are in the caribbean and we used yeah. to when we, when we didn't have independence which we do it was by the british we have no relation no relation to america yeah, the Bahamas, it, I, I cannot stress it that the Bahamas is not, not picking on you, but the Bahamas is not um, a in a U.S. territory. We're not yeah, at all. No, no and it's not one territory. island, it's 700. The Bahamas is a collection of 700 islands and keys, but we're from the capital, Nassau, which is 21 by 7 miles long. Hmm. Yeah. Foreign. No, no, no. So, th like, that's why, like, what like when Alimi goes on Twitter and in a very, very clockable Bahamian accent, says something extremely progressive that is a mind fuck to me because i'm just like wait, 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 wait hold on and like you see bahamians inside the comments and i'm just like yeah average bahamian will not agree with this like i'm telling you right now transphobia misogyny misogyny war sexism ableism all of the isms that's a standard opinion in the bahamas it's mainstream and that's the reason why like like when fox news tucker carlson said that they being censored no fuck off no that is literally like the bricks in yeah. the house that we live in. Like, it is mainstream. It is as familiar yeah. as air. So, like, when a limey is a limey, publicly, visibly, I'm just like, this girl ain't scared. Like, <laughs> this woman ain't scared. Like, and then, and then, like, that's the reason why, like, me being home is, like, so important to me. Um, it's funny because people here know me from TikTok where I just basically tell stories i tell very funny lewd bahamian over the top stories and like just not extremely political but at the same time i'm not saying things that are marginalizing anybody so it's comedy without the bad parts it's storytelling which bahamians are crazy storytellers like we we, we hold it as some of the best storytellers and like it's culture is allowing me to tap in with my culture in a way that allows me to do what i'm doing here and anytime like when i get like a little bit of spillover from my TikTok audience, which is extremely Bahamian, extremely Caribbean, 
like they come into the um, comments and the first thing they say, what is this woke shit? What, what is this dribble? Like mm. when they get to my video about um, gendering is a luxury or like uh, talking about Caribbean homophobia, they're just like, bro, I love you. I love when you talk about stories, just be funny. Don't, don't do this whole political shit. Just, just shut up and dribble the ball, basically. You know, like, yeah. it's just like, stop dabbling in politics. And it's hilarious how segregated these two parts are. And I feel it's trepidation. And in some cases, like, to be honest, like, I feel like I fail in this regard because I am not brave enough to divest in these systems as I am very much a pillar in those systems. As you can see, like, and this is like another reason why, like, as much criticism I have for Hassan, I also appreciate who he is in the sense that he's also a traditionally masculine figure, except for the nails, but like, he's a traditionally masculine figure. I present the same way. In many ways, I look like the type to spit the bigotry, just do all these other things, because I am. But at the same time now, I'm recovering from that and being able to gain access into these systems. I feel like I'm almost in disguise. I'm a Trojan horse. So when I get into these barbershops and I encounter the type of things that they won't say around someone that is openly and visibly progressive, nails the, the, the stereotype of progressive, they say things that they wouldn't normally say. And then they feel safe to conf like confide in you. And then when I do like my small interaction, my local politics of like, okay, so you saying that you love women, but like you saying that what? Okay, what do you love about women? Well, I love how, you know, they clean and they cook and, you know, I love how beautiful they are. I say, so you, so you love slaves. That's what you want. You want a slave. And then <laughs> like when, when you try to say and interact with the things rather than saying misogyny, rather than using these academic jargons, but just in, like engaging with what they're saying and they're just saying, well, wait, what do you... Like, what are you? Like, what are you trying to say? And then they clock you. And then once they brand you as, okay, you're one of them, you must like mine, you're advocating for people's rights. Yeah. It's, it's like, it dismisses the rest of the argument. So I teeter this weird line where like, I'm like a double operative, <laughs> but a limey, and this is why like, I, I will always see the Florida because a limey, she doesn't compromise with that regard. <laughs> like she, her Twitter, IG, all of it is the same thing. <laughs> like, <laughs> you get the same alignment, and like she hits it all the time. And she's a black woman, not only in New York, I mean, as diverse as New York is, but with a Bahamian audience and also like an American audience, North American audience. And I can only imagine what your DMs look like. I know what your mentions look like. I could see them publicly, but I can't imagine like the shit that you probably have to go through, the regular misogynoir, but also like the one that cuts the deepest is the misogynoir from home. Like yeah. the disenfranchisement and the statelessness that she got to feel. You know, I will say, so, you know, me and my daddy talk about that a lot. Um, I've always been a stateless person in some respect. And I, and that would always be the case because, um, you know, I'm Bahamian Nigerian. My daddy's Nigerian. My mom is Bahamian. And I have a very Bahamian family. And I'm born and raised in the Bahamas. I've never been to Nigeria. But Bahamians will never see authentically before now, like, let's exclude public figuredom. Bahamians will never see you as a true Bahamian. You your name mm -hmm. soon as people, what, 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 what? What's your name? Why your parents name you that? What is that? You know, your daddy is a, is a what? Is an African? Are your mommy? What? Yeah. That's how Bahamians are. Bahamians are like that. Very, very, very xenophobic. So it was always like that growing up. And then I went to America. 
where now I'm immediately in every, I'm always a different thing, a different other of some kind or some perception that isn't mine. So I've always known what it is to constantly be stateless and occupying like another person's space and having um, to be, to be uh, aware of that perception. And I think that, that, that plays to, to my advantage in, in some respects now, because mm. I just, yeah, because I have always, I know I'm, I know I'm not that. And I know, I know how, you know, what certain things are, are, are perceived, right? Like, I, especially with, with Bahamians love me. I know Bahamians. I know Bahamians really well. My Grammy's very Bahamian. And growing up, there are only a few Bahamians that ever get to be on like an American or international stage um, or a large stage of any kind because we're a small people. We're a small nation. Um, and what Bahamians never could stand, the one thing Bahamians, the Bahamians do not ask much of Bahamians that are on a larger stage. The only thing they mm. ask is you claim the Bahamas. Yeah. They don't be perceived as watering down being Bahamian. Bahamians, you just claim the minute a spotlight on you, you better claim the bombs immediately. That is the one sin. That's the cardinal sin. So for me, it was like, um, in some ways, despite the fact that I everything about what I say and what my viewpoint and my platform is so the antithesis of what is a traditional Bahamian view, Bahamians have embraced me more in this role as a public figure than they ever would as a Bahamian that mm. was home, yeah. love the mamas, mm. da-da-da, this, 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 and the next thing or whatever. No, they love you differently now because they appreciate that you somewhere else as a Bahamian because now you become a Bahamian through the eyes of these people, these other, these Americans, these foreigners see you as Bahamian, you know, but not that Bahamians would in their truest, you know, truest of forms. Um, so, so yeah, that's, that's kind of yeah. way. Yeah. And, I mean, and like, you have people like Sydney Poitier. We have like a lot of notable Bahamians. The Black National Anthem of the of the States is written by a Bahamian. Um, yeah. You like Sydney Poitier is like one of the most prominent Black actors, actors in general, but Black actors ever. Like literally the the like seminal Black actor. And at the same time, like one thing that we've always criticized to Sydney for is that he didn't do enough. It's just yeah. like. We need the Bahamian representation because as far as we understand, for the most part, like to the outside world, we're just seen as a tourism spot. We're just seen as a place to vacation to, but not yeah. much about the like the culture. Everyone's um, heard of the Bahamas, but not Bahamians. That's a, that's a beautiful way to put it. I saw someone yeah. ask about um, if there's gay marriage in the Bahamas. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. I'm curious. Like, since you both... Um, are like you have very large platforms and whatnot. Do you get like this criticism that you've been indoctrinated by like woke American institutions and stuff since you got educated here? Because that's what we kind of like, that's the trope mm. here in the United States where it's like, like for me personally, it's like, oh, you went to college and all of a sudden you're an atheist and you're, you know, you're no longer conservative evangelical. So like, is, is that same perception like consistent over there where it's like, oh, see, they just got brainwashed by American wokeism and values. Uh, once upon a time ago, and then I transcended the idea that I was indoctrinated and became the indoctrinator. You know what I mean? Like now, you know, like now that's what they're talking about. Now, now you're the person responsible um, for pushing that. You know, my daddy said that somebody said to him the other day about oldies, like, oh, you know, your daughter is, is, is a liberal with all this. And my daddy said, well, what the fuck else would she be? <laughs> he was like, she's like, well, what, 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 what else would she be <laughs> like reasonably? Please, please um, yeah, I think, I think, yeah, there were times for sure, right? Like, I feel like, especially like in college when I first started, 
um, you know, learning these things or uh, developing the, my school of thought that my fam, like some of my family or people would be like, oh, this American this and blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. And the next thing or they would tell you, oh, it's a phase. You're going to, you know what I mean? You're going to have a, yeah, um, certain, certain, yeah, they would, there'd be a little bit of that. Um, but now, you know, the thing about the Bahamas is, you 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 get forged in how to deal with Bahamians' respect, you know what I mean, and with a culture and a society, whatever respects. And you have to be brash. You have to be very unapologetic mm-hmm. and not really allow yourself to be somebody who be questioned in that way. Mm-hmm. Like you know what I mean? Like I don't mm-hmm. present myself. I don't move in a very with Bahamians in a very you could take me on in that kind of way because yeah. Bahamians respect that. The moment they yeah. you know that kind like for example the other day, mostly I mostly get love purely love from Bahamians online love. And the other day when I uh, made the video uh, talking about, um, talking about uh, like, like the trans issues, uh, oh, some yeah. Bahamian, you, did you see that Bahamian that quote tweeted? That quote tweeted I haven't yeah, seen it, know? but like, I know it's all bad. Cause that discourse, someone basically said that they're trying to cheat transgenderism in schools. And then there's been this campaign right now where we're taking our foray into trans discourse. It's awful. Nah, look, I said mm. something. And some Bahamian, what did he say? He, no, no, I, I, he said something about me. He said, oh, this gal trying to gaslight people or something. Or he clicked like on an American saw saying that. something stink about me. And I yeah. saw it. Mm-hmm. And I went, listen, I went to handle the American in a particular kind of way. Like, whatever. Because I went over to him and I was like, when I next come on the island, I can bust your ass in your head. Play the fuck <laughs> you. Like, I can bust you in your head. Like, I say, you on this fucking Twitter, let these Americans run you up on bricks? Like, so you make these Americans, I go run down on you when I see you. Like, it's the d- same tweets, like, it's right next to each other. Like, yes. you can see, like, the difference in tone, the different tonation, and, like, the dialect, and the, like, the aggression yeah. all was it the same thing. And, like, it's crazy. You got to you gotta remind them, like, you got to remind, hey, hey, hey. This is how we dealing with them. I I could be on that island. That's where my citizenship is. Please don't get carried away. Do not get carried away. You know my head ain't no fucking good. I be trying to keep it cute with these Americans. I will tan y'all. Watch, watch, watch. So and, and the fact is, like, and that's so we have to present confident and like it's very it it zaps out the humanity a lot of the times. Like so. Mm. When I engage with people, I like to employ like the Socratic method anytime, like when I'm engaging with bigotry. I don't, I'm not gonna just, I'm not gonna feed you it. I'm gonna use the inception. I'm just gonna say, okay, so, so what is, what is a woman to you? Like, I say, okay, so, so wait, wait, wait. They're, they're teaching the kids, they're teaching the kids to be trans. Were you saying they're wearing G strings? Where, have, where have you seen that? In what school has you, have you seen like a person dressing in, in a G string and whatnot? It's, it's a man. Okay. Like, so you just ask these questions and you lead them to it. And after a while, they, they just tell it to you. And the crazy part is just the commitment to this idea of like, basically Tucker Carlson, conservative talking points. And I'm just like, why are you invested in this? Like, this is Fox News. This doesn't have any benefit to you. But like you uphold and you just deep throat in the boot. And the bootstrap is crazy, but like the colonialism fact- is so powerful and oh it's educated and uh and uh and uh and the thing about it is if you grow up in a black majority country and so you're being educated by these textbooks, these things that are written by your colonizers and this and the next thing, but it feels it's only black people teaching everything, it's only black people around, it's only black people in power that you can see, so you could never process that it's uh like mm-hmm. anti-blackness or something like I I think about this now as an adult. We have this textbook called Making It a Bahamas that they would teach us history out of in school. Oh for and you already know what it's fucking yeah, colonizing. 
old colonizers book. Like I still, I get flashbacks of processing it, right? Like, like, cause you don't realize it then as a kid, but I remember they, they wrote like the Bahamas, the Bahamas got out in the, in the book, man, the history book. That's like the, what you learning in the class to answer the question this way. And he says, how you supposed to answer it. In the history book said, we got out, <laughs> we're that we are lazy people. We are notoriously, we are, we are historically lazy people. And we got our independence because they just give it to us because yep. we lazy and they will fight this. That's, that's what in the book. They teach you in or something. You do not want to get down with slavery. So they write in your book, you're historically lazy people. Like, they write how your soil ain't no good thing off of them slashing and burning up the place. Like, like it's, oh it's, it's, you know, so it's all, the, all these different things um, that you, it's hard to, it's hard to unpack. And the society doesn't really allow for the space to unpack that. Right. Because what you have to always remember is, this, the Bahamas is one of the most expensive places to live in the world. The Bahamas is like the sixth most expensive. Our, our cost of living is that of New York rivals or higher, I think higher than the cost of living in New York. But And our dollar is equal, but the average, the minimum wage is like $5.25. So think about that. You know, mm -hmm. like, so most Bahamians are struggling. And some of you know, living check, like, check to check ain't even sufficient, you know what I mean, to really, to really take that into consideration. So where do you have the space, the space, the resources, the anything to be out here trying to identify and unpack colonialism and anti-blackness and all these things on your own? And when you and you stress out and here comes some gal talking about, y'all, um, y'all ain't no, that that's, that's, that's anti-black. Meanwhile, you looking around, you like everybody black, what this bitch talking about? You know what I mean? What is she talking about? So, you know, there's, there's a lot of that to have to, to have to, um, you know, over, overcome. And so there's a lot of the same way, you know, people talk a lot is interesting. I feel like as a commentator, as a public figure, whatever, that everybody always talks about making yourself like palatable or message to white people. They always they always talking about that, but they don't think of black people as their own different groups that you also have to figure out how to navigate and message and market to as well. And there's certain things like with with, with the Bahamian people, with Caribbean people, you have to you have to show. Your authenticness, otherwise, and otherwise, the things that make a Bahamian Bahamian like the thing that allows me gives me the grace and space to curse people out online is my Bahamian audience. Like my having my Bahamian audience find me and love and really truly oh, appreciate because yeah. the Bahamian there's a there's a Bahamianness culturally in cursing people out. I'm not even joking. Like <laughs> like that's the thing. That's, I, I can show you our prime ministers telling people about their ass on video. It's a thing we Bahamian. Bahamians will cuss you out. It's not, I am not special in that regard. Like that's very Bahamian. We love that. So, so I remember like there was a time when, you know, I first started getting like my following got bigger and that's when people have a, a lower scrutiny, uh, you know, they scrutinize and you hire and, you know, here comes the Americans starting to try to be like, oh, you shouldn't round people. And then the minute my Bahamian audience tapped in and decided oh, they like that. There was no longer any space. There was no space. It's not even safe in the comments for an American to come say something because all the Bahamians in the comments loving their life. Like, yes, we love this. And so that gives you, you know, you and because they can appreciate the Bahamianness of you on that level and communicating with them authentically in that space and being a Bahamian, they have a little bit more grace for all that other progressive shit you be talking about. Like, you know what? Guys, like, I think she's a smart gal, you know. I like, you know, what's she talking about? They, you know, they just be like, oh my hell, something. Like, I have Bahamian friends who be like, you know. I know plenty about what happened in, in with Eric Adams. <laughs> like they listen, they'll be like, "Oh, I didn't know right. This was pre-trial, you know. I didn't know that." So, you know, you have to you have to learn how to how to do it. Yeah, mm -hmm. but now there's a Bahamian in the comments. Somebody said that. Yes, but he is. Yeah, no, I saw them. Yeah, I'm so I'm actually teaming with Fear because I don't you know said, you don't <laughs> yeah, you, you don't said, know 
You said your boyfriend um is from the Bahamas, but ain't capital can capitalize this T in the Bahamas. Nah, oh, I gotta help you. I gotta help you. I gotta help you. Gaps lock that T so you know you love him. Yeah, it's the Bahamas with a capital T, y'all. So if oh, you're all in community with Bahamians oh, and you all like say Bahamas without the, honestly, like that's blasphemous. blasphemous. <laughs> yeah. It's our thing. But yeah, we're sorry, we made y'all conversation very Bahamian. We should uh, no, it's, I think it's, it's fascinating. Right. Interesting and, episode, uh, no? Yeah, it's nice it's when I can shut up. It's nice when I can shut up. I agree. Plenty <laughs> 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 an episode where Ole is sat here and gone. I have no fucking idea what's going on. So it is about time mm-hmm. we have an Ole. <laughs> Thank you, Blair. Thank you for saying that for me. Because people, so, people would never acknowledge that. <laughs> I, I, still... I sit here quiet, too, and I'm like, I understand, so I'm happy. <laughs> a good episode, y'all. Yeah, thank you. Are we still going to cancel, uncancel? Or, or... I think we're moving to featuring any kind of other creators that we like. Yeah. Oh, I want to plug myself. Oh. I'm I was ready to cancel. I was ready to cancel. I was ready to cancel the Bahamas. No, oh Lord, you coming for it? Nah, nah, I'm the Bahamian Avenger. I am the Bahamian. This was a private conversation amongst family. That's why we could say a little. No, I am still a Bahamian supremacist. I am a Bahamian supremacist. I have a Bahamian flag on my balcony. Oh no! Oh, I mean, you have to. Thank you. Waving in the wind. What you mean? Big, big Bahamian flag. What? Pop, I don't play with my Brahma line. Pop your shit though, Alimi, because you use the channel, use the channel of the month of of the year, maybe. Like yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. What? Let me let me show you all my I, I let me send the link. Um your video like, today, Olay, was so good, but it made me outraged. Like it pissed me off. I did not know all of this bullshit about Dave Portnoy. <laughs> I cut off like 10 minutes worth of shit about him. I'm not lying. I, I had like, no I idea. Yet. I gotta check that out. And it's made, very good. When she told me about him, I was just like, who the hell is Port 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 Oh, like, so <laughs> foreign was my foreign was my was my um my my um my my ghost guru on on this episode, right? Me listening and taking YouTube notes, right? And so we had a whole back and forth because I had him like approving the thumbnail and stuff, and originally I had Portnoy on it, and and Port is like who the fuck is that? I don't know. You know who that is. Don't have nobody. You will put people that people know. I was like, I swear to God, foreign. This is a famous man. I was like, foreign. This is the. Uh, this is one of the leaders of white bro misogyny culture. He's like, babe, you say that's true, but I know. About the <laughs> I, 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 I don't know. And I was like, I'm telling you, foreign. I've been surrounded by the white people. He is. He didn't know I him. Who is this nondescript white man? Like, I said, like, who is this? He was like, like, I was, I was like, you know what? I just gonna listen to you and think about this thumbnail because this foreign. I say, he's like, please just put the white girl and the black girl that people will see it. <laughs> please put that. I mean, it's it's begging for it. Like I said, I need to be in the thumbnail. I go and say, you know. I put but- the I, I put the link in in the in the leftist mafia if someone want to put it in the in our in the YouTube chat. For me, mm, I'll YouTube. share it on mine too. Yeah, so I'm plugging mine. But thank you. I'm glad you liked it, Mike. You saw yeah. I, I gave you Raheem. Yeah, you, you gave us Raheem. Um, you, you also, I love the, the way that you break it down because you were like, yeah, it's sports. They don't know about, you know, uh, women's basketball. I don't know about fucking women's basketball. So I'm like, okay, since she's on that level, I'll get it because I don't know shit about sports. I don't follow it. And so, yeah, like I saw the gifs of like the girl doing the little gesture that people were freaking out about, but I didn't know the context for it. But yeah, after watching that, like, I hate white people. <laughs> <It's> so- <laughs> 
it's, it's so insufferable. And, and like, I, I didn't really know about Dave Portnoy either. The only reason why I know about him is because I he made headlines after Roe v. Wade was overturned because he was that's like the right, Republican yeah. who was against it. And so that's all that I know. But to go through like all of those fucked up things about him and how he had the like the way you explained it, how he had the audacity to comment. Like, I don't want to spoil the video, but it's it's so fucking good. Just watch Thank it. Everybody. You're going to be pissed. Thank though. you. I really um, someone texted me today. One of my friends texted me and he was like, yo, did your 30 seconds? Why your 30 seconds? The first 30 seconds of that video had to go so hard. And I was like, but it actually had to because four would have jumped me. Like, yo, oh like, that like, first 30 seconds wasn't high form. It was like, I didn't tell you the home page. That first 30 seconds got to be gripping. You could do what you want to do after that. But that yeah. first 30 seconds, I was like, for it, I can make that. I can make that 30 seconds hype. Listen, I can send it to you separately. She understood the assignment. That's all I can say. Because this shit <laughs> knocked like. Thank you. Thank you. I really did put my back into it. Yeah. Um, good yeah. Good stuff. Good stuff. I will check that out. Yeah, like, and it's so important because like I was saying earlier, like the left, the bread tube is going to like Ben Shapiro, Jordan Peterson itself to death. And you see this, yes. like, a lot of a lot of these leftist figures, even Hassan, them, um, people whom I will not name because they're just that incendiary. Uh, but like a lot of these folks on these platforms, they just regurgitate the same points on the same people and i mean jordan peterson is a content farm let's not be real that man is mm -hmm. funny he is comically unserious he's a lol like, cow for sure he's a lol cow but like i like the fact of the matter is just like we are developing a taste we call ourselves cornbread too a lot of the time like um if talk about folks like me talk about folks like um fd signifier talk about folks like andrewism um sean spear if you want to talk about like, the black femmes and women that are out here that have been killing it that probably started this commentary ship like t noir khadija umbo um and of course like lindsay ellis who probably is like one of the people that founded the video essay space um that just happens to have leftist politics we are creating and fostering a taste and an appetite for things that like our community doesn't even know that they have an appetite for. They've been force-fed Ben Shapiro, Peterson, all these things so much that I just did a video about how like traffic in the Bahamas, like this infrastructural racism that is baked in and structural violence that is baked in to just the very fabric of how like we drive in the Bahamas and how the traffic is used to beat you down and to have you subservient to the oppression. That is a very esoteric Bahamian topic that did numbers. It's, it's at like what? It's over 80K. And it's a collaboration. Wow. I don't know, like, if you know, like, Not Just Bikes, Big Up Not Just Bikes. Um, but he's like a transportation um, uh, YouTuber from Amsterdam. And he talks about just like walkable cities. Um, great stuff. And it's so beautiful to see something that is so niche, like talking about Bahamian traffic, do numbers that are very akin to when I talk about Ben, Sh um, like ben Shapiro, Jordan Peterson just mm -hmm. pearly things and stuff like that i don't want to talk about that shit all the time like mm -hmm. and i don't think that the community i think the community is tired like i think like the people that are watching us they don't they're tired they're tired of hearing about trump they're tired of hearing about the same this and that there's so much yeah. more going around the world and a lot of these discussions are very just monopolized by like north american perspectives so when a limey came on and i was just like lord thank you jesus i say must he, there gotta be a god and that god must mm -hmm. he a black woman because like she just giving me everything I want. Like, <laughs> say, like I say, cause listen, like Alimi just made a video about something that I'm not gonna see. I don't I don't know if Hassan made anything on this. I don't know <laughs> if, if I, I doubt Vosh can say anything about this shit. And if he does, it's gonna be ass, let's be real. So like <laughs> the fact of the matter is like 
Allow me in herself in just a small amount of time is talking about things, Eric Adams and whatnot, talking about things that you don't hear leftists talk about. And it expands the dialogue and reaches people that would not watch a Shapiro video. So we're mm-hmm. talking about like the black audience and like how we're not making messages for them because we ain't talking about shit that we want to hear about. Yeah. If I, if I go yeah. downtown right now, if I ask them and say, hey, did you see what Shapiro tweeted? No, they don't know. It's just yeah. Like, that's me every week. That's me the whole first 10 weeks of the show every week. Who is that? Who is that person? Who are they? And that goes back to like what you were saying earlier about like this, like, do are we seen as just like these arbiters of American leftism? And like I have like purposefully tried to engage as much as I can with my culture. And that's like been very helpful for TikTok because Bahamians news alert, like they're not on YouTube. Like a lot of the black audience mm. too, like the black audience isn't on YouTube. To be honest, they're not. Yeah. We're not watching it. We're on TikTok. We're on Facebook. We're on Instagram. We're not on YouTube. So that's the reason why our audiences are very overwhelmingly white. But the yeah. fact of the matter is, like, I have been purposefully trying to get into the culture so that I'm not thinking in the lens of American leftism. I'm thinking to Saint Louverture. I'm thinking for Norn, who is from Martinique. You always, always attribute him like to a black American, but that man is a, a Caribbean man. Thinking <laughs> rich, like you see, like there's thought leaders and there's processes outside of it. And like I find that like at least my calling inside this whole space is to be as not American as possible. Like mm-hmm. to keep the accent, to make it dirtier, even to make you have to like listen to me at 0.5 x speed yeah. in order to understand what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. I'm the same with Alimi. Like, she's talking about shit that, like, you're not going to find on fucking Vosh or some shit. Yeah, I like, I like, I try to give um, a little Bahamian influences uh, to my show, a little Kong shell things that, like, Bahamians get immediately. Anytime Bahamians watch it, they text me, like, oh, I wish you got Also, I didn't find my voters card, but I found my Grammys or voters card. So I'll show y'all that before we go. My Grammy is not no longer with us, but y'all see how they look? Boy, yeah, boy. Okay. yeah. it says, yeah, it says, this card is issued to the person named Heron and should be produced when voting at an election. This card is of no value to any other person and if found should be handed in at a police station or government office or returned to the parliamentary commissioner. The card is property of the government of the Bahamas and should be surrendered when no longer valid. And yeah, to have your, your, your address, your signature, your, your picture, your polling hmm. division, all the, uh, you know? So that's what they look like. Y'all got a little behemoth. Y'all, this is y'all's Someone Love said it. that they thought I was doing a Chetang's accent. I come in to find you. What's your name? I come in to find you. Ain't no way. <laughs> okay, yeah, we, we have to let you People go to bed. We know David is very great. David is, this is way past David. No, 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 it's all good. Just uh, one hey, last plug. Plug, oh, uh, plug your channel. That's yeah. That's, there yeah, you that's go. my big block. Foreign channel is amazing. I particularly love his his um sassification in his new plantation video. Big fans. Like, you really like that sassification? I love that sass. I love the beginning of that sassification video. Like, show them the intro to the sassification video. Oh I my love god! It. I love oh it so much. God. Play the intro. It's so fire. <laughs> it's the it's the third video. Of the yeah. Or in hunt. Now they want to hold you accountable. We in a sassy man apocalypse, y'all. What do y'all want from this? Signifier right there. <laughs> oh, because he was cursing so much. I couldn't even like take it off. Like, you better hold. You better hold. 
What do y'all want? I'm tired of the sassy men era. Can y'all go back to building houses? <laughs> okay, I shouldn't laugh. <laughs> because to somebody, this is serious. I love calling men sassy. Their response be even more sassy. Like, girl, <laughs> chill. Might be gave me them women, them and mind them. I have a question for you. Is it gay? Why are you gay? To have a child. I, I can't watch myself. <laughs> okay, sorry. <laughs> foreign is like oh but yes i love foreign intros i wanted y'all to see that so that's why i love the sassification oh video it's my fave so <laughs> wanted y'all to know this is my this is my plug my friend um oh my lord and i got a plug foreign too so i watched your video i think it was the one about you're reacting to the thing we were all reacting to about annika sparian's tweet and there was oh. a moment that was so unintentionally hilarious because you're like, okay, I tried to change it so I'm not like in the center so I could decenter myself. But then you flipped it so there were th three of you on the screen. And it was, was so fucking unintentionally I was, hilarious. I was having basically a trans panel. And like, <laughs> I was in the center and I was just like, the problem with the, I literally said, I was like, the problem with these debates is that cis people center themselves. And, and my chat, which is a very volatile chat, it's a, it's a hostile work environment. Like, they're, just, they're just literally like, foreign, you're literally in the center. I'm like, fuck, okay, let me change it. So I'm switching it out. I'm switching it out on my deck and I make like five of me. I'm just like, like oppression. And like, everybody's just talking about it. Someone in my chat says, there's two white trans people on here. You couldn't find one black trans woman really foreign like misogynoir foreign i'm just like fuck all of y'all I'm, I'm, I'm about to go just like straight hassan and just be violent with my chat like it's so crazy but yeah i got yeah, foreign fridays tomorrow where i go live and i i basically do like i'm, I'm a, like make music like you got my keyboard down here i'm gonna uh, talk a lot of shit i'm probably gonna talk about alami's video on trump because you know like that's that's canon um, I'm going to talk about this Tennessee shit because I didn't even know about that, but I'm just about to regurgitate the things that y'all said because y'all said some good things. And I don't have to come up with anything unique here because I think y'all did it for me. So thank you. I'm cheating off of the work. I'm going to change the language just a little bit. And, um, <laughs> and yeah, like, I mean, this is, this is amazing. Like, I mean, between leftist mafia, the surf stem, there's like so much good content and propaganda, agitprop going out there. The agenda is in full effect. <laughs> like I love it. Like it's it's so affirming um to see just different representations of approaches to progressively moving this shit forward. Like it's it's mm -hmm. it's humbling. I love it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Awesome. Thank you for coming on. This is uh this was a great, great episode. I enjoy just sitting back listening. Learning, yeah, <laughs> most vehement episode, yeah. <laughs> thank you, yeah, thank y'all for sitting through this. This very heavily vehement dominated episode. <laughs> oh, I, I love it. I loved it. <laughs> yeah, thank y'all. <laughs> All the fun. Well, the Bye, big guys. Body being here next week. The big body is always here. Maybe the not in here, body. but the big body can't. I can't take this off. I, I just built like this. <laughs> <laughs> big body for it. Big body for it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you time. I'm both right. Bye, Everyone have a good night. Take care. Пошли. Все вместе. Какие ваши доказательства? They want you to comply. Cancel culture. It's about canceling. Cocainum. Up yours. Up yours. Woke moralists. Up yours. This is systematic bullying that's happening. Wolf moralist. Wolf moralist. Wolf moralist. Up yours. Up yours. Up yours. And they believe that they can then. <laughs>
Who? 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 